With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, 640 Bill Handel on a Saturday morning, right up until 11 o'clock. Uh, of course, after this show is uh, Leo Laporte, 11 to 2, both today and tomorrow. And then Neil Saavedra starting at 2 o'clock with the fourth report. This is Handel on the Law, marginal legal advice. Normally, I tell you about stories within the United States because they, of course, are more relevant to us. Uh, But there are a couple of international stories that I share with you that are always spectacular. And this one is out of South Africa. Uh, Four men in South Africa have appeared in course facing charges of cannibalism after one of them turned himself into to the police saying he was, quote, tired of eating human flesh. I can see that, you know, eat the same thing day after day after day. You get tired of it. You want to mix it up a little bit. So uh, three men were charged with murder and possession of human organs and tissue. Oh, man. A fourth just uh, with possession uh, and uh, of human organs. Uh, No murder. He just happened to hang on to the organs. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, He walked in the police station uh, telling officers, I'm tired of eating human flesh. And then they start questioning him. And he produced... Parts of a human leg and a hand. Human leg. It's like leg of Sam. The spokesperson from the police uh, said the man then led the cops to a house where more human remains were found. Police recovered the remains of one woman saying that uh, the suspects raped, killed, and then cut up her body, which they then consumed. And... uh, yeah, this is tough. The suspect said, yeah, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much what happened. So now an investigation underway to discover whether the men were part of a larger crime syndicate. And this thing may have wider ramifications. And here's where I think it's going to get interesting. It isn't a wider crime, ramific- uh, crime ramification issue. A local counselor claimed that hundreds of residents, hundreds have admitted to knowingly eating human flesh after being instructed to do so by the local witch doctor. You have to eat these people. How do you beat that, huh? How do you possibly beat that as a story? All right, let's take some phone calls. All right, Gene, welcome to Handle on the Law. Long-time listener, first-time caller, Bill. I love that. Yes, I haven't heard that, and yeah. Okay, let's move on. Daughter got, a, got an accident three years ago, got rear-ended by a plumbing company truck. Uh, she's had medical issues over the year. Uh, she got an attorney. Uh, the attorney just recently advised her that um, that the most he can get out of the insurance company is $30,000 for medical costs, or at least that much, or if not more. And that basically to go after the uh, plumbing company uh, is a mom-and-pop operation. We won't have time to do that. 
or doesn't see any need to, to any pulling money out of that. So uh, he's also advising her he's bogged down with a couple of large cases and uh, her, putting her case on the side till he gets to those cases. Just looking for some guidance. Are you looking All for right. Uh, you know, number one, I would go to another personal injury attorney. Uh, it could be that if there's a policy that gives you only $30,000, that's all the policy gives you. And if that's uh, policy limits, Gene, that's it. You're done. There's going to go no place else. And your other choice is to turn that down and sue them individually. But if you're suing a mom and a pop, uh, you know, it's uh, they're, they're going to supply the lawyer for you. I mean, for them. In other words, the mom and the pop store, the plumbing company, based on their insurance premium are going to have an attorney represent them. You have to go in an attorney with an attorney that's willing to go to court. And if the offer is $30,000, and again, you have to look at the policy itself, There, uh, that may be it. Uh, how badly was your daughter injured? Uh, to the point where she's seeing chiropractor and having to have shots and possibly surgery. Okay, but possibly surgery doesn't mean anything. Uh, she... I might be able to have surgery, but I'm not yet. So that's not going to work. Uh, is she absolutely going to have surgery? In other words, the doctors say that there will be a surgery here or potentially there'll be a surgery. Uh, potentially. Yeah, that's not going to fly. Okay, so it was broken bones, uh, back went out. What was uh, it? Vertebrae damage. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that. Uh, I would at least talk to another attorney. Another personal okay. injury alert. You may be so far down. Was a lawsuit filed, by the way? Uh, no, no lawsuits filed. Well, that may be a whole issue as to the uh, statute of limitations on that one. Hmm. You time definitely. You want to talk to another attorney? Uh, absolutely. Uh, this this sounds just a little bit too flaky. All right, Mike. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Um, okay, so. Uh, my first child, my baby's mother, I went away on a business trip to Phoenix, and when I came back, her and I were having some, you know, the personal issues, but she decided to pick up and leave to Texas. I found out through email. She contacted me through email, just said, hey, by the way, I've decided to leave. Um, she had packed up everything, and uh, I'm not telling you where I am. I'm not telling you who I'm with, and that's that. Okay. Um, now, who had custody of the child? We were both okay. We both had custody. Got it. All right. So, we were both so parents, yeah. Mike, what's your question? My question is, how can I get my son back? And why okay, not tell him Mike. Part of his life? I'm okay, gonna, Mike. You know. uh, she's committed a felony. Okay. That's that's felony child napping. Is that right? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you can't do that. You can't just take a kid away uh, as against one parent or the other. So uh, the first thing you go to the police. And okay. uh, you get a, a court or or you get uh, a police report. Uh, you also then want to go to court and ask for uh, sole custody based on the fact that she took the child. You'll probably get that. If, and then you probably have to uh, hire a private investigator to track her down. Yeah. Right. And then I, and I then I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, I, I, I finally got a hold of her through email, and so she asked me for money. She's like, hey, I need some money. No, 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 you don't No, You don't send her money. Yeah. You simply say, or if you do send her money, where are you sending money well, to? She, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. trying to figure out where she is. She said send it to Walmart. Uh, no, yeah, no, 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 like, no, no chance. Okay. So I would talk to, uh, the first thing I would do at this point is talk to a, a private investigator to track okay. her down who's had any experience, say, okay, when do you go to the police? What do you say in the police report? Uh, going to court and uh, having a judge uh, give you custody, and then you uh, go to Texas with that custody order, 
and they'll pick up the child. Okay. So and, private investigator first. Yeah, I would. It's someone who's had experience. That's what I would do and just okay. start from there. Good luck to and you. That's actually, she, that's actually a felony that she committed then. Yeah. She can't do that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank God. All yeah. right. Thanks so much. All right. Yeah. If my wife took our kids, I'd go, you know, good. You don't even, you can go ahead and tell me where they are. I don't care. And they're adults, so, you know, it's easy for me to say, isn't it? This is Handle on the Law. Julie Slater in the KFI Newsroom. What's the latest? We're getting close. Something's coming, something good. It's the iPhone announcement. Any day now, (laughs) Apple's going to announce the next generation iPhone. This is a big one because it's the 10th anniversary iPhone. I'm going to round up all the rumors, tell you everything you can expect, and we'll see how accurate I was when they actually make the announcement. This week and every week, we talk tech, and I help you with your tech problems on the Tech Guy Show. Join me, won't you? Leo Laporte, this morning at 11, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. This is KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. Welcome back to Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Dirk, hi Dirk. Hey, how yes, you doing, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm a small business owner here in North Orange County. We own two bakeries. Actually, I've been in your studios with Neil Savager in the past. Um, I heard you were taking some calls, so I thought I'd call in. We have a private plan through Blue Shield, a PPO plan, and it covers my wife, my my kids, and myself. Um, I always pay the premium every month uh, religiously. Last November. They said that I had overpaid um, by something like $700. I'm, I called in. They said, you know, yeah, you overpaid, and uh, that's the amount due now. So I'm happy to – I was happy to take that overpayment as a discount on the November. December, same thing. They said I overpaid in 2015, and I went ahead and paid a discounted amount in uh, December. So then the uh, January billing came out, and they said that I had overpaid so much that they now owed me $6,000. This is Blue Shield. So I called customer service three different times, spoke to three different people. They confirmed this. They said they were going to send me a check in 30 days. Very excited about this, of course. Then um, they made some billing adjustments, quote-unquote. And at the end of February, they claimed that I owed them $4,000. Okay. So, uh, and at this point, all of that was verbal, or did you put all of this in writing? Um, I have the uh, phone calls documented with the people's names. And the all right, that helps. So, so what you have to do is now go. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Way up uh, the food chain into customer service. And just saying, here we go. Here's what was said. What is happening? Because if, right. in reality, if you did underpay, you owe the money. And if they overpaid, they owe you the money. And you're just getting two stories here. 
And it's probably yeah. one hand uh, not knowing what the other hand is doing, Dirk. So it's sitting down. This is not a legal issue at all. This is just sitting down with someone who has the authority to sit down. And uh, you, you're probably going to have to do it all by mail. And you're probably going to have to lay out who you talked to, what was said. And you say, hey, I want an accounting on this. I just want to know what I owed, what I paid. It's not that complicated because when they send you a bill, there is the bill. Right. I I completely agree. I've I've done all that, actually. And and what are they doing? Filed a a grievance. I have not gotten a response on the grievance. It's been two months. I have not gotten a response from what they call the uh, issues coordinator. Okay, so you got all. And they agreed with you or you're still 4,000 under or 6,000 over? Well, now they're saying I'm 1,400 under. But nobody's actually addressed the issue. And then you just keep on. That, and all you do, and all you do is keep. As long as you're, they're not canceling you for underpaying. Uh, you just keep on. Play, you just keep on playing the game and just keep on going and going and going. And someone's going to give up. And effectively, what it is is for savings, Dirk. You're going to end up getting some money, and maybe six months from now, a year from now, uh, because you're not going to sue them. Uh, that's not going to work uh, because there's all kinds of shielding with an insurance company. I don't even know how you serve, or I know how you serve. I don't know how, if what federal protections there are about suing uh, companies. And if it turns out that uh, you can sue them, so you go to small claims court, and again, how do you prove what you paid, what you owed, it, when, they, when they come up with their ridiculous accounting system? Right. And yeah. so no judge is going to really look at that because it's a small claims judge. You know, small yeah. claim judge or lawyers who uh, want to be able to to wear those robes and have nothing underneath and masturbate in, in uh, on the bench. That's what they are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, All right. That's good to know. Yeah, that's, that's how I would do it. By the way, I joke about that. It's absolutely true. I just want to let you know. Or maybe it's just true in my case, but uh, they never let me be a judge, small claims judge. Uh, hello, Danielle. Hi. Yes. So we wanted a barbecue island in our backyard, and we went to a store. They sent a guy out to our house, did all the measurements, and they came back and gave us a pink form. It's a barbecue order form. has everything on there, the drawing, and at the bottom it says the balance, and we signed it. Customer approval, I signed it, he signed it. Went down to the store, got financing. And we got approved for more than what we were asking for. And two days later, they called and said there was a mistake on the form and that they didn't realize we were doing financing. They thought it was cash, and that was a cash price. All right. Because we're doing financing, yeah. they needed to add $1,400 of a fee that the bank charges them. But nowhere on here does it say cash only. Yeah. Danielle, um, let, me, let me throw a couple of questions at you. How much was, okay. the, how much was the entire amount? For the barbecue island, yeah, ten thousand, ten thousand five hundred, and they wanted to charge uh, fourteen hundred dollars, fourteen percent for financing over the course of how long? Well, we got thirty-six months interest-free from the bank. They, the actual um, barbecue place, was charging us fourteen hundred dollars because they said the bank charges them. Well, a I mean, fee. They, yeah, yeah, that's actually that's true. There's a they they discount it, and that that that's true for the most part. Uh, you know, because they're the ones that are going to subsidize it. The bank's not going to give you uh, a free money. They're going right. to have to. They have to subsidize that. So that's probably. Basically, he said that the salesman made a mistake. Yeah, I know. I get it. No, I understand. So yeah. now, 
the question is, it's not a mistake by $5,000 or $15,000. It's a mistake for $1,400 on a $10,000 deal. You know what? Right. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, the law would probably recognize, maybe not in this case, uh, they made a mistake. Uh, because your argument is, we wouldn't have bought. We wouldn't have bought, and we want the price that you give us. So now the question is, do you say no? Do they yank well, the it? the guy did say that. The guy said, you have, you have the right to go somewhere else and buy something else. You're getting a really good deal. And, and actually, we are getting a really good deal, even with the 14 Then you know what? Then negotiate. Danielle, then negotiate. Just say, so tell I you. did negotiate. I actually called them yesterday because I understand they need to make right. money, and I'm not the suing type. Okay. So I asked him to throw in some bar stools, and he said, done. I'll give you five bar stools. Okay. And how much are the bar did stools? I get a good deal? <laughs> uh, how much were the bar stools? They're about 200 each. So, Holy. I mean, yeah, that's a great deal, Danielle. Take it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's you being ethical, them being decent about it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would absolutely take it. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're being a mensch about this. They did make a mistake. Uh, yeah. They gave you the price. And then they're saying, okay, uh, even though we're going to pay, let's split it down the middle. Actually, because uh, uh, bar stools at 200 So let's say they paid uh, $100 for each bar stool out yeah. of their pocket, 500 bucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're still paying. Uh, they're still eating $800 or $900 of it. Yeah. I would do it. They are. I would do it. Yeah, there's no question about that. This is Handle on the Law. Julie Slater in the KFI Newsroom. Julie. More stimulating talk starts now. KFI and iHeartRadio Station. Welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk from Handle on a Saturday morning. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Uh, Hello, Diane. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Um, I have a question. I work for a dentist. He's Orthodox Jew, and he takes a whole lot of holidays off during the year. Yeah, a lot of Jewish holidays out there. Every other day there's a Jewish holiday. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. And I'm a salaried employee. Should I be getting paid for those days? No, not necessarily. If part of it is you don't work those days, you just don't work those days. Really? It depends on, well, it depends on how... He told me I could use my vacation days, but that those should be my choice. Yeah, but I, you see, here's the point. It depends on how he's hired you. Uh, and well, he didn't hire me. I was. He bought the practice, and I was already. But he there. can change it. But he can change it anytime he wants. He can say, "Hey, these are the days that I'm off. You're not going to get paid for those days, and that's just that's just the way it goes." I mean, he's allowed to do that. Uh-huh. And he can say Jewish holidays are off the table. And I'm not paying you because we're closed. I mean, is the is the is the office closed? Yeah. He, yeah well, the then office. it's then the office closed. So why should he pay you for the time the office is closed? It's closed six days a week, or I mean, six days a month, or eight days a month. The point is, he can do it. He can. Yeah. Point is, he can do it, and that means that you have to instantly become anti-Semitic and hate Jews like everybody else does. One more anti-Semite on the table. Fantastic. Uh, hello, Kathy. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi. Yes. How are you doing today? Yes, go ahead. Are you on, you're not on the speaker, are you, Kathy? Um, I am, but I can fix that. Oh, yeah. We fix it right now. Oh, I don't know how to change it back. Let's see. You don't know how to change it back. Okay. Audio. Okay, you press speaker button again. 
iPhone. Here you are. Okay. All right. I have have an ex-boyfriend that moved out of my house a couple of years ago who helped me a little bit with my business. I've been in business for over 40 years. And now he's suing me for a half a million dollars. Oh, that's cra- I mean, Kathy, that's crazy. I mean, he can he can he can sue you for ten million dollars. What difference does it make? How long were you two together? Seven years. Okay, and, and uh, he he moved in and out of. Oh yeah, there's nothing there, Kathy. There's nothing there. But and, I'm in seventy thousand dollars right now with a lawyer. Well, and he's and Kathy, he's spending the money too. Unless they, the lawyer's doing it, the lawyer's doing it on contingency. But there's no way he's going to get half a million dollars with a seven-year relationship with a forty-dollar, forty-year business, especially when he's in and out. I mean, that's crazy. So how do I stop this? You have to, you have to hire a lawyer, and you, the, the I did. then there's nothing you can do. You can't stop it. You, the, the case has to go through. Uh, it has to go f- through the hoops that they're, he's going to put you through. There's no other way around it. Well, I'm, you know, I feel like it's just I, so crazy. Yeah, it is. No it is. And it's so unfair. No yep, it is. I don't, no yeah, all of it. Kathy, nothing. I got it. Kathy, you're going to win. You're going to win the case, Kathy. Okay. The problem right. is it's going to cost you a bucket of money. Good choice of guys, by the way. Uh, excellent. Uh, hello, Regina. You're up. Welcome. Hi. Yes. Um, I was just calling because I wanted to, to see. Um, I purchased a home and it was told to me. The I'm sorry, Regina. I'm having a hard time. Uh, be a little bit clearer if you can. Yeah, um, I purchased a home and it was advised to me that the laundry room was primitive. When I went to the city because I'm doing some other work, it was advised to me that it's actually not primitive. Um, All right, and I went to both to to the seller and my realtor, and they advised me basically I was going back and forth. The only thing I can do is take the prior owner to small claims. Um, Probably. So what's your question? $2,000 that I would have to pay. Right. What? I'm, I'm wondering that the uh, the appraisal is now incorrect. It, it could be. Uh, no, it, and, no, not if you bring it up. If you bring it up to uh, code uh, and you spend $2,000, you sue for the $2,000, that's not going to change the appraisal, Regina. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Okay, so even though it's not permitted, it was- yeah, but you're but you're paying for the permit and you're suing for the permit. In other words, here's what you're asking, okay? Uh, and by the way, it doesn't matter what the prior appraiser is anyway in terms of uh, what you paid for the house. The appraiser is only for uh, the lender to have enough information to see is it worth loading? Is there enough equity in the house? So that doesn't matter at all. You've gotten okay. the loan; it's over. Okay. okay, that part is over. And okay. the other side of it is. 
you are going to fix it. You're going to bring it up to code, sue them in small claims court because they left that part out, and then it's going to match the appraisal anyway. So uh, your your damages are two grand. Okay. All right. There you go. Norma. Hi, Norma. Uh, yes. I have a question. Uh, my nephew and his girlfriend uh, purchased a car together. They did not get insurance. Uh, they're only 20, 24, so they don't know anything. Anyway, uh, she was driving Sunday, and she got hit from behind by an insured driver. So right now they don't know. They're very nervous. They don't know what to do. Yeah, well, it's yeah. – were they banged up at all? Um, not, okay. She said she was okay. So, um, you know, I don't even uh, I don't even know. I don't think they can even sue being uninsured for uh, property damage. Okay. Yeah, I think they're uh, totally screwed. Please. Yeah, I think so. And uh, or I'm wrong about that. There's some some place in the deep recesses of my mind, if I remember correctly, about what you can sue for if you're uninsured. Um, all right. Uh, Norma. Hi, Norma. Yeah, good morning. Yes, yeah, ma'am. I'm looking for a good family lawyer. Okay. Someone uh, for the divorce. All right. I've been in that route for the last two years, and then I'm tired. I don't know how to pick someone that is straight and working hard. Okay. go to You can go to the website, handleonthelaw.com, and okay. there are tons of divorce lawyers on there. And, you, and you'll have phone numbers and emails, and you can look at them and call them and look at their experience because there is a, uh, a page uh, where each lawyer has a biography, and so you'll be able to have a pretty good idea of where to go. Just the problem is you see a good review on him. As soon as you retain him, you know, they sit back and just they drag well, the Norma, then, then Norma, don't hire a lawyer. If every lawyer, you see good reviews, and then they go ahead and don't work, I don't know how many lawyers you've had in your life, because that's a pretty general idea. I mean, you know, it's, that's a generalization. Uh, by the way, how many lawyers do you know that had good reviews and then did no work? I Google, I see a lot of them. You do? You see a lot of them. And uh, how do you know they do no work? And tell me a couple of cases where someone hired a lawyer with good reviews and they did no work. Just throw me some examples of uh, that you personally know. Mm. (laughs) My recent lawyer. Your recent lawyer. Okay, so your recent lawyer had good reviews and didn't do the work. I know, but they care about money. They're so greedy about money. Norma, everybody cares about money. Are you looking for a free lawyer who doesn't care no, about no, money? No, 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 not free. Norma, do you work Do you work for a living? No, I'm not. Oh, so you don't work? No, unfortunately, I'm not able to work. Oh, okay. So, uh, all right. So I'm trying to think of, because I care about money. I know that's tough. Uh, certainly my partner does. Every lawyer I know cares about money, and I don't know where you're going with this, Norma. Uh, what's wrong with you that you can't work? Uh, I have concussion I had, and I have uh, back pain. Really? I'm not able to work for, you know. How long? I raised four kids, and I was in the marriage for the last 30 years. Okay, so how are you eating? How do you pay your utility bill, for example? I haven't paid for the last two years. You haven't paid? Where have you been living for the last three years? I know, I know. He is supposed to pay it. I know, but where, Norma, where have you been been living for the last several years with no money 
and uh, you and you have no money coming in, or you have I no live, money in assets. I live with a man that he had a control, and he had control over the life. All right. How long has it been? How long has it been since you have not been living with him? Last two years. Last two years, you've been on your own. Yes. Okay. How do you pay the utility bill with no money? I pay a little bit, hundred, hundred fifty. Where know, do you get? Where? The lawyer, the lawyer is Norma, the where do you get your? Where do you get your money to pay your hundred and fifty dollar utility bill? Uh, recently, I get we have property. Okay, there's a lot of money. All right, I got it. All right, I'm just asking. Uh, go to the website, and the, the chance you take is hopefully you'll get a lawyer who's an honest lawyer. Although I don't know any, but uh, go to handleonthelaw.com. All right, and find yourself a lawyer. That's a little cynical, don't you think? Just a touch. This is Handle on the Law. Julie Slater. In the KFI Newsroom with some news. It's the Labor Day weekend, so it's time to talk about the importance of rest on this week's Jesus Christ Show. The Jesus Christ Show. Tomorrow morning at 6 on KFI. AM 640. More stimulating talk. If I told you all the stupid This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here on a Saturday and welcome back to Handle on the Law Marginal Legal Advice. Peter. Hi, Peter. Hey, how you doing? Yes, sir. Okay. I got a, um, had a fire, and my neighbor's, uh, my neighbor's condo caught fire, and I'm two doors down. Now, um, we had a lot of smoke and water damage. Um Thankfully, I wasn't the house, the condo next door to her because I would have been red tagged and out. But I'm, in saying that, I am out of my house right now as well due to all the smoke, damage and everything. Now, I don't have contents insurance, which is, I know it's my fault, uh, you know, but, I, but the HO6 condo insurance is going to take care of the walls and the ceiling and all that stuff. But um, is, is she liable? Sure, of course she is. Yeah, but I'm hearing so to hear rumors that you know she didn't pay. She's behind in her HOA fees. Uh, the bank's taking her house back, and she doesn't. And I'm hearing rumors that she doesn't have insurance. Yeah, that's a problem. So, what's your question, Peter? Well, where where do you think I should go with this, or I just eat it? I think uh, you should go. I think you should go to a mirror, look at yourself, and call yourself a schmuck for not having contents insurance. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so you've gotten a great lesson there. There, if she doesn't have insurance and you don't have insurance, you are on your own, Peter. And I don't know how much you're on your own. I mean, you could be out tens of thousands of dollars, is my guess. Yeah, now if she does have insurance, then you make a claim, then you make a claim. Okay, yeah, then you're in pretty good shape. But from the sounds of things, uh, HOA fees, the bank's about to take uh, the condo back. I'm willing to bet there isn't a whole lot of insurance there. Hey, Joe, welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, um, I have a question regarding my employer, and actually maybe a direction I should take besides just get another job. But um, I work for a company that owns cell phone towers, and I inspect them. Approximately four years ago, they found that my hobby was radio-controlled aircraft and helicopters and the new drone movement coming in and asked if I could do research and development on whether this would be viable for inspecting towers. So uh, in the beginning, when people were doing this, you needed an exemption from the federal government called 
Section 333 exemption, and I helped co-author that with our legal team. And uh, we were given the exemption by the FAA. The one, the one rule to make it uh, legal for me to fly unmanned aerial systems was the fact I needed a private pilot license minimum. So they agreed to pay for that. Uh, and in the interim of uh, almost finishing, the uh, FAA came out with new rules that said you didn't have to have a private pilot license. These are the new rules, and you just needed to test for the FAA. Um, so they stopped paying for the private pilot license and left me with a bill, uh, probably about $2,500 bill. And then uh, on top of that, uh, they took the program and gave it to an, our official trainer, and uh, I was kind of, you know, removed from the program. Okay, I, all right. And I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish. Now, my my issue is is for three and a half, almost four years of flying for them illegally. What is my situation? Because I mean, I have documented. Yeah, Joe, you were and, flying. Joe, you were flying illegally. You want to put yourself in jeopardy? Well, I was because they requested me to. It doesn't matter. So, you, if I, if they request you to uh, go rob a bank or blow a stop sign or you have a delivery you have to make and you're late and they say, listen, you have to go 90 miles an hour to make sure it's on time, uh, It's uh, you don't think you're liable when you do that? Well, yeah, you know what? I think both of us have some sort no, of— No, I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. I'm uh, First of all, they're going to deny it, uh, for one thing. Uh, second of all, there's a couple of issues here. Uh, the fact that you were flying illegally, it, it's what it is. It's a civil. It's not a civil issue. Uh, what you've done is uh, you've violated the law and you are responsible for them saying you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. Uh, so what? That doesn't really matter. Now, the issue as to having taken away the money you left with it, you were left with a bill. They have to pay you for the time that you spent or they have to pay for the time that you spent in school. Uh, and okay. because I'm assuming when you no longer needed school at that point, they said, we're done. Uh, you don't have to go to school anymore. Flight school is off the table. But you had a bill that was incurred before that moment happened, correct? Correct. Oh, they have to pay for that. All right. Yeah. But then you are you still working? You're not working there anymore, are you? Yeah, I'm still. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, okay. So. Now you get now you get to decide for twenty five or thirty five hundred dollars what's your job worth. I mean, do you have a reasonable relationship with them? Well, that's the thing. My relationship's been going downhill because um, I've had issues with them taking the program over and the way they're doing it. No, they can do that, it's just, Joe. It's their it's their company. They can do what they want. I understand that it's their company. They can do what they want. Um, but my thing is, is now my director said, "Well, I'm not going to be allowed to fly." And in my opinion, that's just taking a tool from me now. No, it's now not. It's you work for no. It's you work for them, and they can decide what tools you use and don't use. Uh, it's uh, believe me, they have every right to say that. Uh, there, there's, mm. there's no issue about that. And you can say what they don't have an issue. What they, what they can't do is take away a tool that you need to do something for the company and effectively make it impossible for you to do it. That they can't do, but. Well, it's it's almost to that point because I can't inspect a All right, are tower you... like my counterparts can because I need if I climb a tower I have to have two people and I travel with just myself. So now are they I asking you? All right, are they asking you to climb towers uh, by yourself when everybody else has two people? Uh, no, I can't even climb a tower. All right, but you're... so what do they have you do? 
so I use a camera with a telephoto lens and try and okay. do the best I can. Well, if that's so, uh, then you do what you do, and if it, if it's unsafe, you have a complaint. Uh, you've got a violation. They violated and uh, violated the law and on top OSHA laws probably. And if uh, they don't pay your uh, twenty five or three hundred uh, thirty five hundred dollars, they're in violation. But uh, you can go. You know what you can do? You can go to the labor board. You can uh, you can file a complaint saying they stuck you with a bill they should pay. But then again, what does it do with your relationship with them? Right. Yeah. I, so, I have the feeling. That, yeah, that that's probably going to cost you the job, and so you're, or you just suck it up. Yeah, it's a tough place to be. You know, that's for sure. And the handwriting's on the wall anyway. If they're doing that to you, it's time to get the hell out of there, and collect your thirty five hundred dollars. All right. This is handle on the law. KFI AM uh, 640 handle here on a Saturday morning. Oh, man, is it going to be hot again? Woodland Hills. I have to admit, yesterday it was cooler. It went from 115 degrees down to a cool 114 degrees from Thursday to Friday. Today it's going to be uh, right up there. And humid and the thunderstorms that are going through various areas of Los Angeles, Southern California, Orange County. Uh, And the lightning strikes, thousands of them in this weather. So bizarre. So uh, just crazy. All right. uh, Phone numbers. 800-520-1KFI. 800-520-1534. Those are the number. That is the number. Those are the numbers. That is the number. I still think in terms of those are the numbers because we used to have a local number and an 800 number when they used to differentiate between the two. And I haven't quite gotten used to a single number, even though we switched 20 years ago. Hey, no, once I'm sort of in a rut, it's hard for me to get out of it. The ditch just gets deeper. All right. So much for that. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal Le- oh, Did I give the number? I think I did. 800-520-1KFI. Top of the hour. Always uh, the best time to call. Okay. Now, this is Handle on the Law. Marginal Legal Advice. Where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. All right, story out of uh, Disneyland. This is Disneyland Paris. And uh, I, I've, I've been to Paris a bunch of times, but I have never been to Disney Paris as to why would you ever go to Disney Paris when you're in Paris? Just saying. Great phrase, isn't it? Just saying. That's just absolutely stupid is what it is. I mean, just it's a phrase that just, you, you sound like a moron. Uh, in any case, there is uh, uh, there's an event that you can buy. Uh, and Disney has done this. You can get married in Disneyland and uh, stay up in the uh, at the top of the castle. There's a little apartment where newlyweds can do and uh, can stay for their honeymoon night. And then you have this carriage thing that looks like uh, Cinderella's pumpkin and with the horses. And uh, you can do that. And it only costs you, I don't know, one hundred and thirty thousand dollars for that. It was just it's Disney making some money. Well, Paris, Disney Paris has a um, an event, and it's called Princess for a Day Experience. And uh, the uh, the mom booked uh, as a treat 
uh, a Christmas present, Princess for a Day. And uh, why? Because uh, Frozen is, of course, uh, his favorite film, and he loves to dress up as Elsa, little Noah. And they said no. They said absolutely not. This uh, experience available for all... um, for children ages 3 to 12, if they're little girls. Noah, who happens to like to dress up as Elsa, mm-mm, can't do it. Mom says, listen, uh, this kid is so, so enamored with Elsa, wears the Elsa dress all day, and I can't even take uh, the dress off at night uh, to put him in pajamas. So, as uh, I said during the week, uh, this is a sign of the times. No one is thinking there's anything weird about little Noah wanting to dress up as a princess. Does that shock anybody? I I don't care. I mean, it's not, oh my God. Remember, this would be a jarring story if I did this 10 years ago. Something wrong with this kid. Something is, oh, 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 there's a real issue here. Nah. Nah, no one cares. And so uh, Disney being called on at Disney Paris uh, apologized. Uh, saying we reached out to the family f- to apologize uh, to them uh, for providing them with inaccurate information, as in little boys can't dress as Elsa and take the Frozen experience. Okay. No no lawsuit. I think uh, I think that they've turned around, and uh, little Noah will have the princess experience, probably not have to pay for it. Can't imagine. Okay. Great story. That's a legal story. That actually turned out well. Little Noah now gets to be Elsa. Okay. By the way, uh, little, probably little, little Noah is uh, going to be Elsa uh, a little bit later in life. It's my guess. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and take a phone call or two. Uh, hey, Dave, uh, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Good morning. Yeah. I, uh, I'm one of the uh, victims of the opioid crisis, only I'm on the other side of the fence. Which means what? I've got I've got 30-plus years of a crumbling spine history, uh, pinched nerves. I've, I've got uh, left foot completely numb, right foot half numb. I'm losing feeling in my fingers. And uh, when the opioid crisis reared its ugly head, uh, I was considered nothing more than a junkie. I had my... my uh, uh, Meds, my pain meds cut. One was cut in half. The other one was, was cut by three-fourths. Now, uh, I called the CDC, and they said that uh, it's up to the states. The CDC releases guidelines, but it's up to the states of how they handle it. Now, California has uh, the Intractable Pain Act. I don't know if you're familiar no, with it or no. not. No, what is it? It says that if you are have chronic intractable pain, uh, that you have the right to be treated with opioids adequately. Okay. And the doctor can't get in trouble. The patient can't get in trouble Fair if enough. the doctor refuses. All right, got it. So, Dave, what's your question? Uh, where do I turn? You go I to mean, another I, doctor, uh, Dave. You go to I'm a doctor with, who, number one, understands the law, understands that you've been in, in uh, just excruciating pain for 30, 35 years. Uh, this opioid epidemic uh, is to curtail the the drug addiction, and you may very well be addicted to drugs, but it, to opioids. However, look at the difference in terms of the benefit of one versus the other. There are certain people that it just makes sense 
to have these opioids. And as long as uh, the law, in this case, California, allows it based on what the doctor is going to say, I think uh, there are plenty of doctors out there uh, that would treat. You just have to find another doctor. That's all. The thing is, I'm with uh, well, I'm with a place that rhymes with Kaiser. Permanente. Oh, okay. So you're with Kaiser, and they won't do it. So now you have to do an appeal. You have to Doing file an appeal. an appeal or find another doctor within Kaiser that's willing to what do it of- because. One of the things about uh, Kaiser is they generally don't override a doctor if a doctor makes a decision. I will tell you, I've had experience with Kaiser, and the doctor, and my doctor happens to be a very good friend of mine, and uh, I said, uh, if you need a test, you know, for example, uh, an MRI, which costs $1,000 or $1,500, and Kaiser says you want to really keep them to a minimum. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Um, he said, all I have to do is say, I want this test done. You know, there's over 700,000 complaints about Kaiser. Oh, yeah. So what? Consumer. So what? And, there's, and you know what? Over 700,000 over how long? How long a period? Uh, six years, I believe. All right, six years, 4.3, 4.3 million patients that Kaiser has. It's considered the best HMO. Now, granted, it's a 50-50 chance they're going to kill you whenever you go in. I understand that. But if you're part of the 50% that survives, you've got no bitch. Yeah, well, yeah all right. So here's what you have to do. You have to, you, you have to find another doctor. Uh, it's that simple, and I normally don't give medical advice, but uh, I have been through this process. Uh, I know, uh, and I'm, I'm looking at the opioid uh, epidemic, and the fear is that uh, someone becomes addicted, but in a non-medical sense. And that's what that's about. You have every reason to uh, justify, medically justify uh, the uh, opioid treatment, although it's kind of interesting. 35 years of this, you know, your body builds up an immunity. Man, he has to eat this uh, like a, a, a horse eats oak uh, oats in a bucket. You know, the uh, you take a bucket in front of him and you put the strap over his head and he puts his face right in it. There's probably so much of it he has to uh, take. This is Handle on the Law. Okay, Julie Slater in uh, the newsroom. What's new? Hey, it's Neil Saavedra. When I was young, all I wanted to be was a mortgage broker. Isn't that right, Mom? That's right, honey. But destiny had another plan. When you were three, I bought you a calculator and a new pencil, but I caught you eating the eraser. And that's when we all knew I would one day host a radio show all about food. Lose the hat, son. It makes you look douchey. Thanks, Mom. The Fork Report with Neil Saavedra. Today at 2, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk.
KFI AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here on a Saturday morning. Uh, phone number. We still have uh, lines open. Didn't quite open all of them up. So uh, if you would like some advice from me, a marginal legal question followed by marginal legal advice, uh, pick up the phone. Or if you're hands-free, just dial uh, 800-520-1KFI. 800-520-1534. Oh, also, uh, ha- this uh, hands-free business, fine, if you're in the car, I get that. And if the line is okay, then we'll go forward. If you put me on a speaker at home, uh, I am going to hang up on you so fast, your head's going to spin. Just because I'll put you on a speaker, and you'll hear me from 100 feet away. So, uh, fair Fair warning. 800-520-1-KFI, 800-520-1534. Okay, Mary. Uh, yo, Mary. Hello. Hi. Um, I have a question about jail. Yes. If you go to jail and somebody bails you out and then you get your charges dropped, do you get your bail money back? Is there a law that lets you get mm. the money back? So uh, why did why why were you arrested and uh, what charges were dropped uh, when? Uh, was, okay, it wasn't me. It oh was, come on, you. come on, Mary, you're yeah. protesting too all much. Right, all right, all right, all right. One time, long time ago, but it also happened recently. But a long time ago, I was arrested for beating a guy up. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Under what circumstances did you beat some guy up? Because I'm assuming you're like, what, 80, right? How old are you? I'm 67. Oh, I love this. Okay, you're 67 and you you were arrested for beating some guy up. Uh, yeah. Domestic squ- uh, squabble? Well, no, I, I wasn't a boyfriend. It wasn't a boyfriend. It was a so-called tenant, okay? And he was in the 2 o'clock in the morning playing on the computer. And I said, get out of here. And so I took my broom and I'm pushing him out, like, you know, sweeping him out of my house because he was living in my garage. And then he started attacking me back. And so both of us were going to get arrested, except he was better. He called 911 first. So then when I showed the police that I had been actually harmed, you know, showed them my black and blue marks, they cut off the... I didn't have to go to court. But I paid $2,000. Okay. And did you just write... Did you pay $2,000 without going to a bail bail bondsman? My my so-called friend did it for me. Okay. all right, so the full $2,000 was paid uh, as bail, correct? Yes. You get all your money back. And I'll tell you why. The only they, it's uh, Bail is exonerated, uh, which is just sort of a neat way, uh, $400 an hour lawyer using legal terms uh, to so at least to justify those fees. And uh, what bail is about is simply guaranteeing that you show up. Well, if the charges are dropped, you don't have to show up. There's no reason for them to make sure you show up for a case that has disappeared. So you get all of your money back, every dime. Now, the reason. Where were you? I lost it. No, you didn't. How can you lose it? Did you make an application to get it back? No. Uh, I don't even know how to get money. I don't even know how one gets bail back, but I'm assuming you go into court. Or I'm assuming the judge orders it to be paid back. And something happened. uh, Either it fell through the cracks or they didn't contact you or they did and uh, or someone said they did. But no, the bottom line is you get your mail, uh, you get your bail back. And the reason I ask about the bail bondsman is usually you go to a bail bondsman who then will make bail immediately, middle of the night even, for example. 
uh, if uh, that's the problem. Well, actually, the next morning. But sometimes it's hard. Let's say you have $40,000 bail. Well, it's not that easy to put together $40,000. Right. And so what happens is you go to bail, uh, bail bondsman, and then you put up assets, uh, mortgage oh. on your house, temporary, whatever, yeah. and then it's 10%. They charge you 10%, and you lose that, the 10%. But other than that, you get your money back. How long ago was I this, thought- my dear? Too long ago, six years ago. Oh yeah, what, what are you doing calling me six? What are you doing calling me no, six years later? No what are you doing? Issues. I have new issues. There's a person that we have like three, six people that were arrested, three bailed out, and we want to know if we can get our money back. Uh, well, that from six years ago. No, no, yesterday. Oh yeah. Oh, so oh, what were you arrested for yesterday? No, not me. It was my friend. Elvis yes. Juice. And uh, okay. Uh, yes, okay. you can get your bail back once uh, the charges are dropped or you show up in okay. court. And the case has been disposed of. Oh, what a story. 60-something years old and beat some guy. I love that. How often do you get that, huh? Okay. Uh, I'm in business. I'm assuming you may be in business also. And hiring is tough. You know that. And it's critical to choose the right person. And so it's critical to choose the right place to post your jobs. Because you want qualified candidates, you want fast, you don't want to spend a ton of money, uh, you don't want to sign these long-term contracts or pay upfront fees for these uh, organizations, these companies that find people, which is why I'm going to suggest Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Independent research shows Indeed delivers six times more hires than any other job site. You can post your job in minutes, uh, set up screener questions to help you zero in on those qualified candidates. You can review applicants, take notes, schedule interviews, all from their easy-to-use online dashboard. And Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make that first job listing a sponsored job. Premium visibility so more candidates will see it. Because you want to make a great hire fast, and this gives you a head start. So find out why over 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. To redeem this offer, you go to Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, quality standards uh, apply. Indeed.com slash credit. This is Handle on the Law. And there's Julie Slater with a news update. KFI in the sky helps get you there faster. Say, for instance, you have the South 5 shut down at Burbank Boulevard. Yet every on-ramp is jammed with people trying to get on a freeway that's already shut down. You really want to just wave banners from an airplane or a helicopter and say, hey, there's a big problem here. Jeff Baugh, Mike O'Brien. When you hear Eye in the Sky, you're listening to KFI. And I heart radio station. But it doesn't matter now. Just come along like the way you use. Bye, AM 640. Saturday morning, handle here hot. Man, it's going to be so hot today. Uh, it's going to be 140 degrees uh, in the valleys. And, uh, it's one of those things where you can fry eggs on bumpers or fenders. You ever seen those? Yeah. Back World War II, they, uh, during in, uh, the, uh, out, up in North Africa when they had the fight, the Brits were there. They would actually fry their eggs right there on uh, top of their fenders. That's the weather we're having. Okay, back we go. More handle on the law. Marginal legal advice. All right, Kathy, you're up. Hey, Kathy, welcome. 
Yes, hi. Yes. I want to know how to combine two names. One name is on the passport, uh, 20, uh, two time, uh, uh, 20 year citizen, and the other name, the short of the name, is on the ID and uh, the driver's license. Now the Social Security is kind of looking, saying maybe it's not the same person. Kathy, so- pick a name. Why do you want to? Why do you want to combine two names? It, it just happened, you know. Then you have it's to undo like, that, Kathy. You uh, can't have two names on legal documents, particularly passports. Man, that better be your name. It is okay. Well, then, what's not your name? Well, on the driver's license. Then you can change your driver's license. You could do a name change on your driver's license. That would be the easiest. That's the easiest. Okay. So it matches yeah. everything else. When I got when I got married, uh, my wife and I we flipped a coin. Either I was going to take her name or she was going to take my name, and uh, we uh, the only thing I wouldn't take is hyphenated. I I I would get divorced before I would do a hyphenated name, and so uh, she had to change her name. Well, let me ask you: if we if he goes and changes his name on the driver's license and the ID, uh, that's the best way to do. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, because the driver's license is the easiest one to change. Social yeah. Security is a pain in the ass to change. Uh, yeah. the passports are a pain to change. Yes. Uh, yeah. Driver's so, license so, are the easy. I, and I, the ID. Yeah, I suggest everything matches. It's just so much easier. So much easier. Uh, otherwise, it gets to be a zoo. For example, let's say you go traveling internationally, right? You whip out your passport, and it's a different name uh, than what your name is, or it's a different name than what the airline ticket is because you put it in the driver's license name. You're not getting on the airplane. I mean, middle names, all of it. I bought the tic- I bought tickets for a group of people. I'm the one that ended up going onto the computer and buying tickets for everybody. I had to get their date of birth, and I had to get their middle names, and I had to get the spelling of their middle names perfectly. Otherwise, uh, it's, uh, it's history. So uh, do it, do it, do it. All right, Heather, uh, your turn. Hello, Heather. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Yes, ma'am. Um, I was recently pulled over by a motorcycle cop, and he ran my driver's license, and he told me that I have failure to appear. Um, He said that if he ran my name further, that I would most likely be arrested. Oh, yeah. Um, He graciously took my driver's license and told me that I need to uh, go to the court to clear up whatever tickets are outstanding. That is correct. He was. I, let me tell you, you had the, you got the nicest cop in the world. I I really. I'm telling you how you lucked out. And for those people that think cops are a bunch of bastards and uh, they use excessive force, there are more of these stories out there than you could ever imagine, and they never get the publicity. And so I was I was very gracious. Yes, so and I he was up. very, and you were very lucky. So now let's start talking about what his advice was because it was dead on, spot on. Right, there is a. So- Heather, there's a warrant for your arrest. I, right. And you so have to take I, care of it for failure to appear. So, so I called one of those 1-800 no-ticket places and, you know, saying they'll appear for you. Um, when he researched my name, uh, I have actually three outstanding tickets that are holding my driver's license. Uh, you have to go to, it doesn't Heather, I don't care if it's one, I don't care if it's 50. You have to go to court because once you have uh, the failure to appears is done as soon as you appear, then the issue becomes: Does the judge drop it? 
which usually they do. My experience have been you've appeared, you come up with some reason. I was, I was, I was frightened. I was dying of cancer. Uh, my dog, I put my dog in the microwave oven by mistake to dry after I gave him a bath. I, I don't care. And uh, Yeah, I, I was in a very abusive relationship. Okay, that's a I good one. Yeah, you say I was, okay, okay. That uh, And you want to get the judge to not nail you on that. Now, the underlying ticket is absolutely has to be taken care of. Uh, so, will, I, will, will I be arrested? I don't know. Well, you'll be arrested. I guarantee you'll be arrested the next time out if you have a cop who's not a wonder guy like this one who is in a good mood and is the nicest guy in the world. You will be handcuffed, and they'll throw you into jail. By the way, Heather, are you a lesbian? No. Yeah, you will be after a few days in jail. Just <laughs> just saying, okay? Now, oh. my biggest concern is that I'm an LVN, and I have to maintain a clean criminal Yeah, I understand. Record. You'll get it cleaned up. You just have to go to court, uh, and you have to walk in. You may want to call one of those uh, lawyers to walk in on your behalf uh, uh-huh. and uh, deal with that because uh, you, you you don't want a judge to uh, nail you on that. And I don't know how the how a, the uh, a judge is going to react, uh, and I've heard it both ways. Number one, okay, you're here. Now let's deal with the ticket. Or number two, uh, failure to appear. I'm going to nail you for that. Now they're not going to arrest you for failure to appear. Because you're there, but they may uh, they they may nail you pretty good for that one too. Get, get take care of tickets for God's sake, Heather. Yeah, um, my husband said they were taken care of. Well, okay, that's okay. Now, hold on. So. That's what you say to the judge. My husband said the problem is the judge has probably heard it a couple of times. So yeah. it's my dog ate the homework. Right. Yeah, right. that's the problem. The checks in the mail. I'm not going to go further than that because there's one other one that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you you can't go there, can you? Uh, nope, absolutely not. Nancy, hi, Nancy. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, um, hi. I hi. I have um, an issue with my four hundred one k hardship withdrawal, and my employer had denied it, the administrator, and then eventually I got it. However, in the meantime, I was evicted and lost my car oh oh i don't understand why your employer denied it it's your call to withdraw it and then you would just end up if uh if the hardship is not accepted you just end up paying a 10 percent penalty on top of the fact that it's normal income uh that you have to uh declare on your uh, taxes at the end of the year i don't know how why an employer would deny uh, a hardship withdrawal well, trying to get rid of me, honestly. Yeah, maybe, but there uh, there may be uh, some damages there, uh, Nancy. There's a lot of damages. Yeah, no, no, I'm occurred. talking about legally. Legally, there may be some damages of which, no, there's tons of damages. I understand that. But in terms of legally, how responsible he is or would be for you being homeless, for you losing your car, if you can establish, had he allowed me to get my money out of the 401k, I'd be able to pay my rent and just sow all the numbers. I think it's time for a lawyer. I think it's time for a uh, a, a lawyer, a civil lawyer, because that's the lawsuit. And uh, no, just a, just a, a plain civil lawsuit. And what okay, you want to so do would be a civil. Lawyer yeah, it doesn't matter. here's what you do. You go to handleofthelaw.com. That's one of the suggestions. And uh, just uh, send an email blast. Uh, you look at all the bios. You go, OK, this guy looks pretty good. Uh, he looks friendly. And uh and you, you look at the cases they've had and then just start calling lawyers. I mean, they'll certainly take the phone call, Nancy. I do believe. Okay. Yeah, I think there's something there. I really do believe it. All right. Now, uh, your cell phone 
How liable is your cell phone? There is a malware malware called Sonic Spy. It's been found in over a thousand apps of a mobile operating system, a popular one. And what this spyware does is record your calls, hijack your phone's camera to take photos, track your whereabouts, steals your contacts, and criminals can make phone calls on your behalf, text messages, which means that you're open to almost everything. And that has to do with identity theft. And you don't want to have that happen to you. So let me suggest contacting the folks at LifeLock. And I've been a customer for years. Matter of fact, all four of us in my family are customers because every single person is susceptible. So what LifeLock does is it detect a wide range of identity thefts or threats. And if there's a problem, if your identity is compromised, they will work to fix the problem. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor every single transaction, every business. But LifeLock, I have to tell you, uh, I, I love what they do. So go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code HANDLE for 10% off your LifeLock membership. LifeLock.com, promo code HANDLE, or call 800-LIFELOCK and say HANDLE. LifeLock.com, promo code HANDLE, and uh, LifeLock.com, promo code HANDLE. This is HANDLE on the Law. And there's uh, Julie Slater. Julie. Hi, this is Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. I've spent my career designing and building beautiful homes, and now I'm here on KFI to help you transform your house into a more beautiful home. And while we're at it, build yourself a more beautiful life. Home with Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. Tomorrow morning at 9 on KFI. AM 640. More stimulating talk. what about KFI AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here on a uh, Saturday morning. Uh, more handle on the law. Marginal legal advice. Uh, hey, Rich. Welcome to Handle hey, on the hey, Law. Bill. Bill. Yes. Yeah. Uh, basically, the question is, uh, I already have my own business. Possibly will be inheriting a business for my parents. How do I go about protecting that? Uh, because, you know, in the event of a divorce, not that we're going through one, but just how do I protect that? Uh, actually, uh, it's fairly easy to protect it. And by the way, good for you for anticipating a divorce, uh, because um, even though, uh, yeah, I always think of divorce no matter what. Uh, easy to say. So, <laughs> all right, uh, here's a, a basic rule, and that is uh, whatever you inherit is not community property. It's yours. Now, what you don't want to do is co-mingle. If you put your business, your now uh, separate property business because you've inherited, into a business that you and your wife own together, co-mingle them, she adds half. If you keep it... If you keep regardless it, of what a, a will says or regardless of what a trust says. No, it's pre- it's precisely what a will says or a trust says. Unless, okay, yeah. so unless we, you're we, the, unless you're the only child. And- hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at Chumba 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And uh, there is no will, and then you have to go by way of intestacy, which means uh, that... No, no they're, they're setting up a trust right now. Okay, and the trust... To... And the tr- Hold on, let me ask you a question. And the trust... Uh, put the business is in a trust, and then the trustee hands you the business, correct? The, well, that's how they wanted to go. That's there. exactly okay. the way you wanted to go. And uh, okay, then you get it. Go about, is there any way that we can live off that income without the, it being... No, living off the income, is that is community property. Okay, but not but, the business. Not the business. The income. The Only the income is. How much, how, how, how valuable is this business? Uh, it's about 400000 a year, and my business right now is about 90000 a okay, year. Okay, so the, how much is – so $400,000 a year off the business. So how, how, what's the value of the business? If I were to buy the business, how much would it be? Oh, it would probably be uh, – it's, it's in the millions, probably at least 2 or $3 million. Okay, it's certainly time to talk to a very high-end probate and estate attorney, a trust attorney, uh, that can write up the trust. You want to do a good job here. You certainly okay, – I, I have another question. The business that I have right now, both of our names are on it. That's both of yours. Yeah, we keep that one going, and I completely run the other one completely separate. Yes. And don't use that income and just, I don't know, stack it in a a, a savings. No, 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 that's still your income. That's still still community property or community assets. Doesn't matter what you do with it. Anything that is... If we don't touch that income. If we don't touch that income. Doesn't matter. You're earning that income. It doesn't matter where you park it. You can take it, not take it. You're still earning $400,000 a year. By the way, there's no chance your wife is ever going to divorce you. You understand that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Well, but, what, 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 why? She would, she, would, she would like to get a huge, uh, what if she wanted to do that, to get a huge alimony? Uh, yeah, it, it, it depends. Well, here, well, here is the issue. The alimony that she would get would probably be cr- predicated on the $90,000. Not the four hundred thousand okay. dollars. Not going to go back. Although uh, you know what, that's not true. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, this is where you have to talk. This is where you have to talk to number one, a divorce attorney. Uh, number two, you have to talk to a trust attorney. Have them talk to each other. And uh, in the end, you just, uh, in order to really keep it clean, you, you just may have to kill her. I don't. I don't know where else to go. <laughs> no, I can't do that. No, no, uh, well, okay. Yeah, you can't. And uh, it's. Okay, disclaimer time, right, on killing your wife advice. All right, for those of you that can complain to the state bar, all right, which I have happened numerous times when I've suggested you kill your spouse, all right? Joke. Not serious. Got it? This is Handle on the Law. KFI AM uh, 640, Bill Handel here on a uh, Saturday morning, very hot Saturday morning. Uh, 
there's a fire in uh, the east, way east San Fernando Valley. And uh, it's, and then the ashes are all over the place. Morning, I got uh, out of to drive here. And I mean, I'm 100 miles away. I'm a zillion miles away. There were the ashes on uh, my car. And it's going to hit, uh, I don't know, you know, what, 160 degrees. I have no idea what it's going to be today. Uh, in uh, L.A. and Orange County. And the, co- the coast, I think, is going to be in the 90s, isn't it? A higher 80s? Just crazy. This morning, getting out, I've never had it 77 degrees walking out the door early in the morning, ever. All right. Phone number, 800-520-1-KFI, 520-1534. And uh, at top of the hour, uh, even though I think we have one, two lines open. Fair enough. All right. This is Handle on the Law. All right, a story that uh, we've been following, probably you've been following all week long, is uh, in uh, there was this uh, woman uh, or uh, this uh, uh, nurse, and you saw the video of her being handcuffed and dragged out to the car, the police car, a cop actually handcuffs her, and she is screaming, stop it, I, it hurts, I didn't do anything. And this had to do with this nurse who was asked uh, by the police, by the cop that was there, to draw blood from an unconscious patient who had just been brought in to the hospital. And this was in Salt Lake City. And th- and she refused. Oh, by the way, all the video is there because it's inside University Hospital in the ER. And it uh, so it's all on video. And so, uh, it. And by the way, also the cop's body camera was in there also. And what he did is, when she said, "I can't take, I can't draw blood from an unconscious patient," uh, he said, uh, "You better do it." Threatened her with jail if she didn't comply. She checked the policy, not being able to draw blood on an unconscious, uh, an unconscious uh, patient, and. Checked with her boss and said, yep, that's the policy. At that point, he threatens her. She dra- She's dragged from the hospital to the police uh, patrol car screaming, uh, help me, help me. And they, he takes her off. Now, in the end, she was not charged. Uh, now, here is uh, uh, the rule. The hospital policy says blood cannot be drawn from an unconscious patient unless the patient has been arrested A warrant for the procedure is granted by a judge or the patient consents, which I don't know how an unconscious patient can uh, consent, but that's blood. uh, That's a bizarre one, according to the Tribune. Can you imagine? Uh, You can't draw blood from an unconscious patient unless the patient consents. All right, figure that one out. Now, the cop said there is a law, implied consent law, which doesn't exist Now, it did exist, but it's been outdated. So what happened? Well, uh, three people have been removed, are in uh, the cops, are on leave, right, pending the investigation, paid leave. And the officer himself who did this uh, is looking at a criminal investigation. The DA, Sam Gill, has ordered a criminal investigation, and it is not going to be good. Everybody is spinning on this. Everybody. Uh, this is uh, crazy. And the reason his boss uh, is uh, also uh, been tossed out is his watch commander uh, 
said to uh, this cop, arrest her for interfering with a police investigation. And he also said, what we need the blood sample to protect the guy you are looking for, not to punish him. All right, well, that's a very bad, bad look at a cop. I mean, this, it doesn't make them look very good. And so we had a call earlier about a cop who treated a woman with such dignity and such respect and gave her such a break. And then you get the other side of it over here. Now, the good news is that the former happens much, much more often than crap like this. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Let's take some phone calls. Uh, Yeah, there's Jermaine. Hi, Jermaine. How are you doing, sir? Yes, sir. How are you doing, sir? I'm terrific. What can I do for you? Um, Had a two-part question. Um, So I was in a relationship for a little bit. Relationship ended up with uh, ended up ah, the relationship ended with a uh, with a child involved. Um, um, I was there for the birth, signed the birth certificate and everything. Um, We didn't stay together per se. Um, I needed to move to Texas. And that caused the issue. We ended up going to court so that I could have my parental rights established as the father um, and found out that I wasn't the father. Uh, Two months after the baby was born, I was getting hit with child support. Uh, My question is, um, after about a year and a half, we've established that I'm not the dad and all the stuff. Can I go after her for the child support? No, or? not really. I, but after you were hit with child support, uh, you never went to court to establish your uh, paternity or non-paternity. Where where did you get the idea to then go to court? Uh, is it, uh, yeah, just tell me uh, how that happened 18 months later. Okay. Um, so um, after she had the baby and we were having uh, issues uh, with time with the kid, um, my mom suggested that we go to a uh, like a parent court to make her uh, allow me to see the kid because she wasn't yeah. allowing me to. So they suggested that we get a paternity test. Now the court suggested you get a paternity test? Yes. Oh, bizarre. Yeah, I don't think you can sue her. I think you can stop child support, but I don't think you're going to be able to sue her for the back child support because let me tell you what the court is going to say, and this is a public policy issue. It is more important for this child to have been supported than it is for you to get your money back. Understood. Yeah, that's a public policy issue. The courts like people to support children, Jermaine. What happened is you got screwed. I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously literally, but uh, it's um, so. I'm assuming you're out of the picture now in terms of your child, right? Correct. Okay, and uh, and the child is how old? A, a year and a half or something? Um, now he's two and a half. Yeah, I, I, this is not one of those situations where uh, I would say, hey, you know, your dad, it doesn't matter who's... Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at Chumba casino.com no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus brain fog insomnia moodiness achy joints weight gain maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older or that's what your doctor tells you but midi health understands that for women over 40 
they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Biologically dead or not, but I usually get those when the child is 10, 12, 15 years old, uh, even eight years old. I say, really? You're going to tell a kid that you're really not dad? Is that what you're going to do to this child? And but with but when you're talking about a two, I don't think it. Uh, I I I don't think it's a huge huge issue. There may be some, but I would probably bail at uh, the age of two years uh, if I found out I'm not the dad. Understood. Okay. Uh, interesting case. All right. Let's throw in public policy. Uh, public policy is just the way our system works. For example, public policy is we like to enforce contracts. All things being equal. Equal, let's go to the enforcement of contracts. We like children to be supported. Uh, we like dads who are called dads to be to be continued to be called dads. That's just uh, public policy. All right, Christy. Hi, Christy. You're up. Welcome. Hi, Bill. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, my question is, how do I get my 92-year-old father discharged from a rehab facility that has four has had four days to do so after I requested. They for the last three days they promised me the discharge papers would be signed by a doctor and ready to go. But again, this is day four and nothing's happened. Can I take him out? Uh, yeah, well, absolutely. So here's uh, now. Do you have the Do you have uh, power of attorney over yeah. the person of your dad? Yeah. Yes, you can take him out. You can walk in and say, "I want this guy out of here." Now, I mean, you have to have an ambulance or a, a wheelchair. They're not going to let him. Just, I have you know. a wheelchair. Okay, and then uh, they can ask, "Where is he going?" Because I think uh, they have a duty to make sure that uh, he doesn't walk outside and just dies. Uh, but yes, no, he's, I have something set up for. Then you're fine. Yes, yes, you can take yeah. him. You can take him out, and after the first request uh, was made, they I would sue them in small claims court for the amount of uh, money that was spent for those four days or five days or whatever. Well, they're paid right now by Medicare. Then there's nothing. Then I'm there's then there's then you, there's nothing you do. Just pull them out. Then I don't. Yeah. Then no. Let's just uh, Medicare. I mean, theoretically, you can contact Medicare and say they screwed you out of X number of dollars. Uh, I, I think Medicare probably pays three thousand dollars a month for a rehab, something along those lines, thirty six hundred dollars. Okay, so uh, here's three hundred dollars that Medicare uh, you screwed Medicare out of, like they care, right? They're going to put five investigators on this, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, but you you pull them out. You can just walk in, pretty much. Yeah. Sign the papers and say, "I want them out of here." Yep, I want them out of here. You sign the papers. You have to show whatever documentation uh, that you have uh, showing that you have the legal ability. 
Power Here of. I that down. They know I have power of attorney. Okay, you bring in the documents because they can say, "Oh, we yeah. lost it. We don't." Because it sounds yeah. like they're doing everything they can just to get the money. Sounds like. Yeah. Or it's that's absolutely. Th- I was told that's what. They okay. Do. I mean, you have no proof of that, but you have to absolutely cross your T's and uh, dot your eyes. I always get that okay. confused. Dot your T's and cross <laughs> your eyes. I always do that. But yes, you have the absolute power, and they have to uh, allow you to take your dad out right then. All right? All right. Thank okay. You so much. There you go. Uh, yeah, I had one of those you know, where, uh, what, my mom uh, went 120, maybe 130 years uh, old. And uh, it's my decision. My decision. And I was personally paying for her uh, board and care. And when I said, you know, I'm done, I'm put her on the sidewalk for all I care. Uh, they said, no. It's the other way around. Hmm. This is Handle on the Law. Okay, Julie Slater, you're up. Hey, it's Neil Saavedra. When I was young, all I wanted to be was a mortgage broker. Isn't that right, Mom? That's right, honey. But destiny had another plan. When you were three, I bought you a calculator and a new pencil, but I caught you eating the eraser. And that's when we all knew I would one day host a radio show all about food. Lose the hat, son. It makes you look douchey. Thanks, Mom. Fork Report with Neil Saavedra. Today at 2, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Times are changing. Oh, oh, oh. KFI handle here on a, a very hot Saturday. Oh, God. Misery, misery. That's right. It's going to break. <laughs> when? I don't know. Next month? Who the hell knows? Okay. Uh, Back we go. More handle on the law. Marginal legal advice. Oh, let me see. That's some good ones here. All right, Andre. Uh, Hello, Andre. Or Andrea. Sorry. Hello, Andrea. Hey, my parents were were hit head-on in a collision recently, and they're both in separate trauma units. They had to be cut out of the car. Uh, How do my brother and I get the police report for before... You know, we have to wait 10 to 15 days. Yeah, first of all, you're lucky you're even going to get the police report, but there's no way around it. Uh, the, the, the police reports just take that long uh, okay. to process through. And uh, now, have you actually already applied for the police report? Have you made uh, the, I think they have some kind of an application process, a claim form for the police report? No. Yeah. Um, okay. You have to do that. You have to find out how and where and uh, when you do that. And you want to do it as quickly as possible. And I don't know if you can get the police report okay. because you're not even connected to your right. parents at this point. Right. So my uh, brother and my dad have the exact same name. Yeah. Well, that's, you can't do that. I mean, that yeah. is uh, what your brother would be doing is actually committing fraud, pretending he was your dad. Uh, so that's a no, no. Uh, were your parents pretty banged up? Yeah. Okay. Then, well, of course, they're in trauma units. What they like, I'm an idiot. Thank you very much, Bill. Uh, this is where uh, I get thrown out of Mensa. Uh, this, um, I, I think you have to talk to a personal injury lawyer. There's no question right. about it. Got it. Uh, yeah, there's no way around this. Uh, how badly hurt were your folks? My mom has major left uh, leg fractures, Ooh. fractured ribs. Okay. Okay. That, that, right yeah, that's en- yeah, that's enough. You've uh, after the, the first half a sentence, that was enough. So you definitely want to get hold of a, a good personal injury lawyer and okay. see the, the steps that you take. And uh, you can go to handle on the law.com. Uh, there's a bunch there. Uh, and also 
uh, you can ask uh, around and um, just uh, just start talking to people. This is one of those things where you want to interview people. Uh, you don't want to just jump. You have to feel really good about the lawyer. You want to say, okay, how much experience do you have? How many cases have you done? Uh, because this is big enough that you really want uh, a true, true, true professional. That's not to say the lawyers I talk about are not true professionals. But this is a complex personal injury uh, piece of litigation. Uh, and there are lawyers that specialize in that or do a lot of that. So that's where you want to go on that one. Eee. Man, that's a tough one. And it was a head-on, too. Uh, Susie. Hi, Susie. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Uh, yes. My question is, I have a home that I want to leave to my grandkids. Is putting their name on the title good enough without having to do a will and then having to go to probate and sure, all that? Sure. Sure. You can do that. Now, there may be an issue uh, as to a tax issue. But uh, putting them on title, and we're talking about gift taxes, because uh, let's say the house is worth $400,000, and mm-hmm. you've got 400000 equity uh, dollars, and then you leave to your grandkids, or they already go on the house. Okay, now you own half the house. You've just given them $200,000, Susie. Mm-hmm. You see, there's, there, there absolutely is a, an issue as to uh, putting them on, uh, not legally, only in terms of taxation. You could put it into a trust, though. So being putting in a trust, putting the whole thing in a trust, and making sure they're uh, beneficiaries of the trust. Okay. Okay. Or you leave the property in a will. So, and incidentally, what what does it matter if you want to avoid probate? Other than the cost of the probate, I mean, it can be a few dollars, but everybody's scared to death of probate, and I've never understood but that. Doesn't it take a a while yeah, it does, but you have the court protection uh, and right and uh, a trust. All right, in your case, probably a trust does make more sense. Uh, you have to find a trustee. How much? How much money are we talking about? What is uh, the value about of the house? Eight hundred thousand. Oh, and you have no mortgage, right? No. <laughs> yes, uh, it's time to talk to a trust and estate lawyer. You probably want to set up a trust, and that's the way you'll handle this. And then the kids, okay. uh, then the grandkids get the property. And uh, they, uh, it's an inheritance, so they don't pay taxes on it. And that's why you need a, a trust and estate lawyer. You've got to do this right. Otherwise, you can get really screwed on this, and your kids can get screwed. Okay. 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 Yeah, all right. And then the other question I had was I just was notified yesterday uh, by one of the other employers that the boss might be wanting to get rid of myself and another gentleman because we're in our 70s. I have been there over 30 years. I do an excellent job. Yeah, uh, I, I think. Can they do that without? Yeah, the they they can because all they have to do is come up with any other reason other than age, and age well. is not the same strength as sex or gender or. I mean, would you consider transing over to a male? That would help a, a lot <laughs> because then you have a transgender <laughs> issue, which is far more protected. <laughs> Now, age is protected. Actually, uh, it's not only age. You're a a woman, and that's a protected class. So what I would do is now lawyer number two you get to talk to, and that is an employment discrimination attorney. Okay. Okay, you've got two lawyers to talk to. This is Handle on the Law. Julie Slater in the KFI Newsroom. What's the latest? More stimulating talk starts now. KFI and iHeart Radio Station. What if I was made for you and you were made for me? What if this is it? What if it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. KFI AM uh, 640, Bill Handel. More handle on the law, marginal legal advice. Uh, Lorace, do I have that right? Loris? Lorace. Lorace. Oh, that's a name I haven't heard before. Okay, Lorace. Um, we hired a licensed contractor to repair our driveway and slurry, put two coats of slurry on it. Uh, the guy came up and he had two, uh, two other guys with him. Um, they um, started working with a big blower, like to blow the driveway out, and the machine kept breaking. So um, they left that day, came back the next day. That went on for a few days. Um, then um, it, it was very, very hot while they were working, and I kept going out and giving the guys working popsicles because it was so hot. Anyway, um, the guy, the contractor said they were going to put the slurry on the next day. Well, the one guy that had been working there pulled me aside and said, don't let him put the slurry on yet. He says, They're not, we're not doing a good job on doing your patching, and he says, um, make him do it right. He says, you know, I'd work for you any day, and he's not, you know, doing it right for you. So they left. They came back. They were going to come back the following day. The contractor was out there, and he says, oh, my guys will be here any minute. And he says, I got some extra guys to work. Well, they didn't show up. Then he calls us, and he says, nobody's coming today because all my guys were arrested. How long has it been since no one showed up, Lorraine? they were all arrested. For what? Pardon? For what? Well, he said they were, we live in a canyon. They were coming on the canyon. They were all in one car. And what he told us was they pulled the car over and one guy had a warrant out for him. And then that's supposedly not, yeah, they I were. Yeah, that's a crock. Well, yeah. Yeah, I that's a crock. All right. So uh, is uh, has he formally or do you, he's never come back? Have you talked to him in the last week, two weeks, three weeks? Okay. Well, this is what it is. Um, I had to give him $8,000. I had to pay half of that. So okay, Lorace, have you talked to him? You're not answering no, my I question. I can't get a hold of him. Got it. Okay, you're done. All right, now I'm going to tell you what you have to do. All right? Forget okay. that. And he's a licensed contractor, which means he has a bond. Right. Uh, with the uh, contractor's license board. But Our- the only problem was, is he told me he was going to go to this other town. And it doesn't matter. Guys it doesn't matter. Finish. It doesn't matter. Okay. He could tell you He could tell you he's going to the moon. Now what? So you make a you you apply for the bond. He's abandoned the job. You will get the money from the bond. Also, let me tell you what a genius you were in paying him half up front because he can't do that. You can only pay ten percent up front. That's all he can ask for. All right. All right. That's uh, that's one thing. But uh, the fact that you paid half up front, and you paid uh, what four thousand dollars? No, or I eight? paid eight thousand. Okay, we'll, you, that's sixteen. That's within the bond. Uh, that's within the limits of the bond. So uh, you simply apply for the bond. 
and uh, they're going to do an investigation. You'll probably get your money back. Okay, even though I told him I wasn't going to have him finish it's a, it's all Well, that's another issue, but he has not contacted you. No, I've called many times. All right, then that's enough. Then you make sure you memorialize all of that, and they'll do an investigation, and they'll come out, and you say, this is horrible, and I want my bond money. Okay. All right. And the two thousand dollars he gave me back, he can't say. Well, we settled. Or yeah, we can. No, no, he's not going to say he settled. That's just uh, that's just offset against the eight. By the way, the most important part of that entire story, you understand that the the most important legal part of the story, just so you understand, was the popsicles. That she walked out there and gave him popsicles. Hang on a minute, Bill. Oh, hold on. I went out there and gave them popsicles. Oh, yeah, well, that changes everything. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. I I understand. Hey, Mark. Uh, hello, Mark. Mark, you there? Yes, sir. Okay, what can I do for you? Well, this is the deal. I'm from Yellow Springs, Ohio. Came out here eight years ago. Went to Venice Beach with some friends. Bought a switchblade. We went out to Orange County. We're pulled over. They found the switchblade on me, and they gave me a ticket for having a switchblade. It was a two-inch blade. That was eight years ago. I went back to Yellow Springs, just moved to Los Angeles about six months ago, and I looked online to see if I had any um, outstanding tickets, and that failure to appear showed up. Oh, okay. And it was eight years ago, so yeah. I was wondering what are... Yeah, well, you've got to you have to deal with it because you have a failure to appear, which means there's a bench warrant out. When you get picked up, Mark, uh, they're going to handcuff you. Even if it was eight years ago, yeah, they, because the failure year? to appear—I don't know what the statute is—but the failure to appear is still there. It's not up to the cop to determine when the statute runs or when it doesn't run. I got you. The cop just looks okay. at it and goes, "Okay, there's a warrant. Thank you," and then you get to deal with it. So, right. uh, what do you do? It was just a ticket? It was just an infraction? Yes. Uh, yeah, then you can deal with it. You walk into court and you go, here you go, and you deal with the underlying uh, uh, the underlying ticket if it was just a ticket. Although, uh, possessing a switchblade, I don't know how that can just be a ticket because that's considered a deadly weapon. But still, okay. uh, you, I, I would walk into court because the failure to appear disappears pretty quickly because you've appeared. Okay. And you say, you I know, just wanted you to know that I like you better when you talk about law than when you talk about politics. Okay. Excellent. Oh, that's someone who listens uh, during the week. Oh, good for it. Thank you for that. I mean, what am I going to say with that one, huh? Vincent. Hi, Vincent. Hi, Billy. This is Vince. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Vince. Uh, you know what? Uh, this is a, a horrible line. Keep on talking. Maybe you're in another cell area. I have a question. Better. You know, I, I purchased a car that I was leasing for five years. And then I realized that that thing, I went over my head and not be able to make a payments for another six years. And I was wait, wait, wait a minute. You, you leased a car. Did you purchase or lease? No, at first I leased it for five years. Okay, and then you, wow, five-year lease. And then you ended up purchasing the car. Yeah, and uh, and after I signed the paper, the contract, after about a week, I find out okay. that the, the payments are too high because I'm a retiree. I'm um, on Social Security. Okay. And I realized that the payments are too high and not be able to make the payments for another six years. That's what I signed the contract for. Wow. For the six years. And I was wondering, my question is, if I stop making the payments and they repossess the car, 
I have a little money saving in the bank. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Vincent, they're probably going to be fine. I don't think they're going to go after you. I mean, they, 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 can, go after my- they can, they can, but if, uh, I mean, how much, when you talk about savings, how much money do you have, Vincent? Not much. Just, you know, me and my wife, we are sickly. I'm afraid, you know, I'm a real sick person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vincent, I don't think, I don't, yeah, I get it. I get it. I don't, and you're also from Italy too, right? That's right. Yeah, you're a sick person from Italy, which uh, just sort of doubles it all up. Yeah. Um, uh, they're probably not going to go, but here is uh, what ends up happening. Now, I can't imagine them going after you. I really don't. Not for uh, the amount of money that's owed. Not if you have a couple thousand dollars in the bank. And they only have uh, that check uh, that uh, or that bank account that you have. And I'm not going to tell you to do this. Because I, this is advice telling you not to pay a debt that's legitimate. I'm not going to tell you, but I will tell you that people have just opened up other bank accounts. And then it gets much more difficult for them. I, I, keep in mind, I'm just telling you what I'm reporting to you what other people have done. How careful am I on this one? I'm dancing around this, aren't I? So you think that they fit? No, I don't think anything. I'm just reporting as to what other people have said. I know. But- okay, done. Thank you. Man, we're going to stop it right there, aren't we? All right. By the way, talking about identity thieves, I don't know how we segue into that, but uh, since I'm going to talk about identity thieves, uh, they can actually use their cell phones to spy on you. Uh, There's a malware called Sonic Spy uh, that's been found in over a thousand apps of a popular mobile operating system. And it records your calls, hijacks the phone's cameras, tracks your whereabouts, steals your contacts. Uh, Criminals can make phone calls on your behalf, like credit people, uh, send text messages. So uh, it's you're at risk. You really are. So how do you protect yourself? Well, let me tell you how I protect myself and my entire family. LifeLock. Here's what LifeLock does. Not only does it monitor, it alerts you that there's an issue going on. For example, even a credit inquiry. And if your identity is compromised, what LifeLock does is work to fix the problem. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor every transaction at every business. Uh, but LifeLock can uncover threats that you might even miss because it's uh, that's how broad LifeLock is. So 10% off your LifeLock membership. Go to LifeLock.com, promo code HANDLE. LifeLock.com, promo code HANDLE for 10% off or call 800-LIFELOCK and say HANDLE. 800-LIFELOCK and mention HANDLE. This is HANDLE on the law. And there, oh, uh, oh, that's right, phone numbers. Uh, I coughed my way through it. We do have some lines open. I guess a bunch of people just hung up. 800-520-1KFI, 800-520-1534, and uh, we have lines that are open. Okay, uh, now, Julie Slater uh, in the KFI Newsroom. Next on the Mo Kelly Show. It's the 35th Great Labor Day Car Cruise, and we're broadcasting live for the third consecutive year from the OC Fair and Event Center. Street rods, classics, American muscle, even antiques all on display with proceeds benefiting the Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. It's the Great Labor Day Cruise live on the Mo Kelly Show. Mo Kelly, tonight at 6, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. KFI AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here on a uh, Saturday. Uh, not only hot, fires in uh, the uh, eastern part of the San Fernando Valley, and we're in Burbank. 
And I'm looking out the window behind me, and there are the fires up in the foothills. We're right near the uh, the mountain. We're probably, what, four or five miles away uh, from the foothills and going up the hill. They're, well, they're the fires. Oh, man. That's no fun. I think that was lightning, too, if I'm not mistaken on that one. Uh, so you can't actually blame anybody for that. It was a natural occurrence business. So it's just dealing with them and not screaming at someone. 800-520-1KFI, 800-520-1534. All right, back we go. More handle on the law. Marginal legal advice. Uh, Barb. Hello, Barb. Hi, Bill. My son had been involved with uh, a girl for off and on for about five years. Uh, Nine months ago, she had a baby. Uh, They were together together. we didn't think it was his, but he was trying to to uh, be positive and uh, try to uh, be involved. He is not the father. His when did name, you find? When did you find that out? We found. We could tell by uh, the ethnicity of the baby as the baby got older. But okay, when? We, so uh, when did? Let me ask you this: When? Did, when would you do the? When did you do the paternity test? Okay, we have not done that. That's why I'm calling to ask you. He says he is not the father. All right. Is he paying support? No, he's not paying any child support. And um, and his name is on the birth certificate. So what do we do to get okay. his name off the birth certificate? Okay. Let's first start with, uh, is uh, does he treat the child as his child? He did, but they have not been together for okay. three months. Uh, so the, so he's no longer involved in the child's life, correct? Right. right. All right. Well, the first thing I think you have to do is do that paternity test. Okay. And now I don't even know with a paternity test, whether or not the name can be removed from the birth certificate because she has the absolute right to put any name she wants on that birth certificate. Okay. Father, not father refuses to state unknown Adolf Hitler. It really doesn't matter. Uh, okay. And I don't know, and, and frankly, uh, you know, it's something I should know, but this has never come up in all my years of practicing, dealing with birth certificates, et cetera. So I really, can he, I would guess he probably could, pending a DNA test and then a motion to remove the name from the birth certificate. And it could be that the court orders her to do it. Okay. And uh, so... Uh, the thing is, this is not somebody we want him to be involved with. No, it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to be involved. By the way, his name being on the birth certificate uh, does not matter. Does not force him to be involved at all, even after a DNA test. Just because his name on the birth certificate, that's the not determinative of anything. I mean, it is a piece of evidence. Okay. But it, you have to compi- you have to com- uh, compile that with a bunch of other. Uh, he looks like a father. Uh, he's been raising the child. He's paid support. In other words, it's the duck concept of the. Uh, of law. Walks like a duck, talks like a duck. We're going to call him a duck. Well, he's not walking like a duck. He's not talking like a duck. You say he's a duck, uh, but that's not enough. Okay. So uh, it's time to get one of those family law attorneys or actually anybody dealing uh, birth certificates. Adoption attorneys is probably the best way to go. Uh, okay. You, you want to find an adoption attorney because these are the guys uh, and gals who know. By the way, is that sexist? I know calling guys guys, but but calling gals gals, is that sexist? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, I know. I'm probably going to get some emails or two. So uh, that's you want to go. What you want to do is definitely go to a um, an adoption attorney because they're dealing with that's what they do. That's part of the entire adoption process is changing the birth certificates, amending them. And so there you go. Adoption attorney. 
Wow. You know what that was about? That was actually the best piece of advice within me not knowing the answer. Now, that doesn't happen very often. Usually, it's I just don't know. And then I say things like, go see a lawyer. What kind of lawyer? I don't know. Someone who's passed the bar. Really? Isn't that sort of every lawyer? Yeah, kind of. No, this is a, this an adoption attorney knows how to deal with birth certificates. Now, originally, I early in my career surrogate parenting, I dealt with birth certificates, but they don't do this anymore. It was before in vitro fertilization even reared its head. What we used to do is have step-parent adoptions. Uh, the father, uh, the intended father, would artificially inseminate a surrogate mother through a doctor. Sex was not allowed because they call that, since a surrogate was getting paid, they call that prostitution when you get paid for sex. So it would be artificial insemination, and that made him the father, but legally the surrogate was the mother. So she had to relinquish her rights to the wife, the intended mom. That was a step-parent adoption, and the birth certificate was amended as part of the process. But that doesn't happen anymore because uh, now that we have in vitro fertilization and we have laws here in California and laws all over the country and statues and uh, supreme uh, statutes and Supreme Court, uh, state Supreme Court decisions, so we're fine. This is handle on... the. Oh, oh, forgive me. I have a spot to do. Okay, let me tell you about Indeed.com. Forgot it. I was so involved in birth certificates. All right, hiring, and my practice, I've always hired people. Hiring is tough, which makes it critical to choose the right place to post your jobs. You need qualified candidates, fast, on budget, and you don't want to sign those long-term contracts with these search firms or pay huge upfront fees. Which is why I'm going to suggest uh, you go to Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. This is independent research. Shows Indeed delivers six times more higher than any other job site. You post your job in minutes, set up screener questions to help you zero in on those qualified candidates, review applicants, take notes, schedule interviews, all from an easy-to-use online dashboard. And Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job. That's premium visibility, so more candidates will see it. So what you want to do is make a great hire fast, and this offer gives you a head start. This is why over 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Go to Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed.com slash credit. $50 credit. Indeed.com slash credit. This is Handle on the Law. Uh, 640 Bill Handel here on a uh, Saturday morning. So hot today and will be for the next several days. Fires uh, burning uh, in Burbank and we're in Burbank here at the studio and so there are the fires behind me through the window and I'm looking at them and ashes all over the place. God, I I hate fires. Well, actually, who does it? Boy, I'm glad I could say that. All right, uh, phone numbers uh, right up until uh, 11 o'clock, 800-520-1KFI, 800-520-1534. All right, Uh, and what up? Yep, top of the hour, uh, best time to call. Here we go. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have absolutely no case. 
All right, I start this story, this case, and let me start this with, this is Utah. Oh, this story is out of Utah. And so that says a lot right there. So there is a law uh, that says uh, that licensed venues, right, this is the State Department of Alcohol Beverages, uh, Beverage Control, and they control uh, licensed venues. Licensed venues are, of course, uh, places that sell alcohol. However, uh, owners cannot show a depiction of an act or simulated act of sodomy, bestiality, oral copulation, uh, or a scene wherein a person displays his or her genitals. So the bottom line, and this includes movies, this includes uh, sex scenes or photos or paintings, uh, it doesn't matter. So this is uh, what happened. There's this owner of a, uh, a movie, theater, movie theater who gets a letter from uh, the DABC, Department of uh, Alcohol Beverage Control, and sends him a letter saying they have that he and the uh, the bar had broken the law uh, because he showed a movie, and it went on to say any the law says any place or event regulated by alcohol beverage authorities in Utah in Utah uh, prohibited from allowing conduct considered contrary to the public health, peace, safety, welfare, and morals. Man, I love that. Tell me how wide open that one is. In, because who's going to decide that it's contrary to the public health, you know, unless uh, they're bringing in all kinds of STDs and spreading them around. And so no film, no picture, electronic reproduction uh, that, depicts, that depicts those sex or simulated sex. All right. So he files a lawsuit against the uh, DABC saying, you cannot stop me from showing this movie and serving alcohol. Which uh, now movie theaters are allowed to do. Some movie theaters do. They sell beer. They sell wine. And Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. So uh, the judge, you know what the judge said? That the film Deadpool is not obscene. They were showing Deadpool. Man, 
you know, this isn't like the early days of porno where uh, they, you, that's the only place you could go to see pornography was in these theaters, these disgusting theaters where uh, you go in the middle of the day and the guys would sit 15 feet apart from each other. No one sat anywhere near each other and they'd all have boxes of popcorns in their lap. Uh, no, I'm not going to go there. Uh, but, and then we went into video, of course. By the way, it's not, I wasn't there. Okay. Just to let you know, I didn't participate in that sort of stuff. I had friends who told me about it. I don't like popcorn. I don't like buttered popcorn. All right. So the court overrules it. Uh, goodbye. Uh, the law, according to the judge, is over-inclusive because it captures mainstream content. Yeah, Deadpool is not a porno film. And if you're talking about uh, any film that shows simulated sex, that's every R film that's ever been made. So therefore, he would he would only be allowed to, to uh, show PG films. Even that has simulated sex, some PG films. All right, uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a phone call or two. Uh, Scott, we'll start with you. Hello, Scott. Hello, Mr. Handel. Yes, sir. Uh, how are you? Yes, sir. Um, I uh, uh, had an encounter uh, traffic uh, stop uh, by the police this week, and basically what happened was um, I was under a condition uh, undiagnosed and uh, the police officer that stopped me was keen enough and aware enough to realize that uh, uh, there was something medically wrong. I was taken to the hospital and diagnosed with a condition called septus. Oh, sure. Uh, Blood poisoning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. You you got it. So I was uh, in a bad way. Um, But I was able to uh, keep my wits. I cooperated very well. And uh, the only thing that I I ended up getting, at least from uh, the police, besides the fact that I drove erratically and I did damage to a parked car, uh, was a notice. Uh, I believe it's a five-day notice to appear or call the DMV to demonstrate that I have these certain capabilities. Okay, that's easy. So what's your question? Okay, the question is, do I need a lawyer? No, God, no. No, all you do is get a note from your doctor saying you had sepsis and you cleaned it up with antibiotics and there's no reason why you can't drive. That's it. Oh. And you show show up with a DMV on that one. It was was something that was treated with antibiotics. You're done. It's not a chronic, long-term condition which interferes with your driving. You had an infection. Yeah. That's it. So just show up up to the DMV. You are going to need a letter from the doctor. That you're going to have to have to prove that it was only that. But you're fine. And, uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Carlton, hello, Carlton, you're there. What can I do for you? Hey, Bill. I was married, excuse me, I was on disability. I've been on disability since 98. I was married in uh, 02 and divorced in 07. When my wife and I divorced, when she filed for divorce, we weren't really on speaking terms. So in the papers in the child support area, she put I was making $5,000 a month, when in fact I was making about $1,100 a month in disability. Um, Subsequently, she sent the papers to an address that I was not located at, so I didn't get those papers until about a year later. At that point, the arrears had accumulated to about $30,000. When I went to court, 
Now, changed the, the child support order, but the judge said because it had not been, I think, in 30 days, some 30-day some or 60 or 90-day span, that it didn't change the order. I couldn't do anything as far as the arrears go. So oh, that's crazy. Go. I mean, think about this. If you weren't notified uh, as to what the order even was, uh, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you did. Did you get a notice from the court saying that you have to pay X dollars in child support? Never. Okay, then Never. that's your argument. And you brought that up to the judge, correct? I did. And the judge said, I don't care. The judge said there's nothing, he can't change the order. Because I, I, oh, because you didn't, fi- you didn't file it within X period of time. But correct. the argument is, how do you not change an order that you're not even aware there's an order? And he said, that's too bad? That's exactly All what right, I think there's, uh, there, there has to be an appeal process there. Uh, there well, has to be. My question was like, is, can I... Is there a way to, to can I file like a civil suit? To maybe, money? maybe if she lied, yeah. yeah because she, she just put lie. up there, there was a, yeah. I mean, she just out and out lied. She committed fraud. Yeah. And I but can, first I you can... want to, but first you want to get the order, the the arrears rescinded. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, whatever you owe, I'm assuming part of that is the arrears that you didn't pay, correct? Correct. So you can't sue her for money you didn't pay. Which is not thirty thousand dollars, though. But for that other portion of that thirty thousand, I could sue for, right? Uh, well, uh, yes, but let's do some math here. And that is based on eleven hundred dollars a month. You owe X dollars, correct? And uh, so X dollars over the period of time that you've been hit for thirty thousand dollars equals what? As against thirty thousand dollars. Jeez. I mean, just maybe. Okay. Yeah, and whatever I mean, that amount is, those mm-hmm. are your real damages. But you have to unravel that order first. I mean, I, I, you, you have to talk to a family law attorney on that one. Man, oh, man, you betcha. Uh, because that's a divorce issue that uh, you're now into the world of fraud, uh, notice, uh, not being served. Uh, I mean, crazy stuff going on. This is Handle on the Law. Okay, Julie Slater in the newsroom. What's happening? Hi, this is Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. I've spent my career designing and building beautiful homes, and now I'm here on KFI to help you transform your house into a more beautiful home, and while we're at it, build yourself a more beautiful life. Home with Dean Sharp, the house whisperer. Tomorrow morning at 9 on KFI. AM 640. More stimulating talk. KFI AM 640. Bill Handel here on a Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, hot fires. You see the fire from here, Burbank Studio? That's eh, horrible. And it's going to be miserable hot today. Welcome back to Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice, where I tell you you have no case. Hi, Oscar. Looking forward to telling you you have no case. What can I do for you? Yeah, I was arrested, and during the booking process, here in Los Angeles, um, they put a cotton swab in your mouth and they take a DNA sample. Yeah, they do. Now, how how can I get that removed from the public record? Well, first of all, it's where do you think it's a public record? I mean, let, let's let's talk about that for a moment. It, it's not a public record. The only public record is got arrested. So well, yes, but but. Then how can I have that removed from their database? You can't. You, can, you can, does, think about it. Think about it. Stay in the forever. Database. It stays in the database forever. Because when you're 80 years old, 
and you've committed a crime when you're 20, for example, uh, without a statute. Let's call it murder, right? And I'm obviously being hypothetical. And you have a match. Your DNA matches with the crime scene. They're going to arrest you, Oscar. They're going to arrest you after 60 years. You don't get these things removed. But when they take it from you, they take it from you while you're subdued. And if you refuse to give it. That's correct. They will force it. That's right. And they have a, that's right. Another guy got beaten up. Right. Oscar, they have a right. They have a right to force the DNA sample. Huh. Yep, they have a right to take your picture. So the only way to get rid of it is to talk to a legislature. No, you're not. Gonna, you're, it's not going to happen. Any, it's not going to happen anyway because the database is a criminal database database around the country. So literally, my DNA can be floated around all over the country. No, it's on a database of which police forces, uh, law enforcement forces all over the country have access to. And if there is a match, no, no, it doesn't violate, it doesn't violate Jack. No, there's no violation. What did you get arrested for, by the way, Oscar? Well, my ex-wife wanted custody of my child, so she trumped up some Got it. Okay. All right. I get it. I mean, that happens all the time. But your DNA... I get it. No, I understand. It happens all the time. Oscar, your DNA is going to stay in the criminal database for the rest of your life. I don't find that to be fair at all. I don't either. And that's tough. uh, But that's the way it goes. And there's nothing you can do. Oscar, I don't like stop signs. And what can I do about those? You know what? It really pisses me off. The IRS really pisses me off. Refuse to give my DNA. No, you can't. They'll, they'll. No, you can't. It's like refusing to take your picture. It's like refusing to take your uh, to do a fingerprint. Because all anybody has to do is just pictures or the fingerprints, but the DNA. Oh, well, wait a minute. Pictures of the fingerprints stay in a database too. So why are you not upset about the fingerprints, but you're upset about the DNA? Because the DNA is part of my body. And so are your fingerprints. Well, what if I didn't give the swab? They would have beaten me up. Yeah, oh, that's the way it goes, because they can force the issue. Oscar, you're going into a place that, uh, and the only reason I'm having this is I just can't believe where you're going. I mean, you're, frankly, you sound like an idiot. Uh, is uh, You know, it sounds pretty moronic, and that's why I kept on going. I, I, the effrontery, how dare they keep my dna in a criminal database so uh, I, I want it off it's unconstitutional uh, i don't want to give my privacy up you got arrested by the way how's that for privacy they took you to jail oh here we go uh sandy hello sandy you're up welcome to handle on the law good morning i have a restraining order question yes ma'am can the person who filed the restraining order also break the restraining order sure Okay. No, well, no, no. The restraining order is against uh, you. So let's say, Sandy, uh, it's against you that you can't come within 100 feet of. All right? Mm-hmm. But it's only as to you. But if that person who filed it comes within 100 feet, that restraining order will be lifted in two seconds. Because the whole Correct. point of the order is saying, hey, you didn't want her to come within 100 feet, but you're fine going within 100 feet. Restraining order is finished. So she can break it. Well, yeah, but, uh, I mean, theoretically, sure. Uh, what is the restraining order? Who Did you file? Was it filed against you? No, it's my son's ex-girlfriend. Oh, and she has a restraining order one. against him? 
Correct. And But she's gone ahead and come within a certain distance uh, that uh, violates the restraining order on the other side. Right. He has to go to court and just have it lifted. It'll, it'll be lifted in two seconds. This is Handle on the Law. Uh, let's go to Julie Slater. Find out what's going on in the newsroom. Want to get in touch with KFI? It's easy. Just dial 1-877-4123, then hang up and count to three. What? Pick it back up, and you'll hear a laugh. What? After the first laugh, press one. Press one. Press one again. Press one. Gosh, can you imagine if it was really like that? Just dial pound 250 on your cell phone for breaking news, traffic tips, to connect with our advertisers and more. KFI. An iHeart radio station. Keeping it simple. Not that we think you're dumb. KFI AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here. And a uh, good morning on a Saturday. Well, it's not particularly a good morning. Hotter than hell. Will be all week. Sun Valley, the Burbank area, is on fire uh, with a wildfire. What, 5,000 acres already or more? 10% contained? That's wonderful. So, I'll just say it's bad morning. Bad morning to you. Back we go. More handle on the law. Marginal legal advice. Uh, hello, Ellie. Hey, how you doing? Nick? Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Good question. Um, I I was sent you a citation um a couple a couple weeks ago, but but now the citation is asking for me to go to court on a Sunday. A so Sunday? My, you go to court on a Sunday? Yes, the officer uh, wrote down on a Sunday. Okay, so well, my, yeah, I don't know if there's. Is, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you can show up on court on a Sunday. I've never heard of a court being open on a Sunday, but I did. I did all my research. I looked court, and I and I've called all the other possible you know, highway patrol officers and all that stuff. And now the, the other problem is that my citation doesn't come up in any of the systems. And like I was saying, I was saying I, I don't want to jeopardize my record. My record's perfectly clean. I want to keep it that way. So. Now, that's my, my issue. What can I do about that? Should yeah, well, I, I don't know. Lawyer? There's nothing. Here's the problem, Ellie. There's nothing to do. If, if, if you're not in the system, you're not in the system. And even if you are in the system, uh, there's your ticket that says show up on a Sunday. So something is going on, which uh, I don't understand. So, uh, man, I don't get it. Uh, you can call the clerk of uh, the court and, uh, I mean, the clerk will look it up. Although you can look it up. Find out if you're in the system. I've done all that. I've and you're not. And you're not. If you're not in the system, you're not in the system, Ellie. But I just don't want it to affect me down the road where they're going to say, oh, you didn't show up or something like that. When Yeah. And, you, and you, yeah, you, well, you didn't because it's on a Sunday and you couldn't show up on a Sunday. And you went down to court and there's no record of this ticket. And uh, now what are you supposed to do? See, that's that's the issue. And I, that's what I would do. I mean, does it pop up later and there's a warrant? Now, who the hell knows? Uh, but I don't think so, because even if you look at the ticket and, and make sure you keep that ticket, Ellie. Okay. Make sure you keep that, because no matter what, how do I show up on a Sunday? Now, it says you're a, a big rig driver here, correct? Correct. Yeah, correct. so you're particularly concerned with tickets. I can see that. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, know, I understand. Right. No, you really want to do that. By the way, how's the t- your tan on the left arm? Oh, there? Yeah, your tan on your left arm. Oh, trust me, man. It's way beyond like five shades. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, it makes sense. Joey. Hi, Joey. Yes. Uh, is this Mr. Handel? Yes. Oh, hi. Uh, I have an interesting question for you. Um, I know how to do something very well, and I'm thinking of writing a book on it. 
And my question to you is, um, can I get arrested or sued if I come out with a book that shows or teaches people how to break the law? Uh, no, not really. Uh, it says here, uh, get away with speeding on the freeway. That's what you know how to do very well. Well, not only on the freeway, but on highway, you know, on yeah, but Joey, highway. where's the book there? I mean, just frankly here, I'm going to teach you how to speed uh, to, I'm going to teach you how to speed and on the freeway or the highway. And I'm going to show you how you not get caught. There's a book in that. Well, I mean, I've, I've never gotten the ticket. I'm not arguing I, that Joey, the, where's your 300 pages? Uh, well, there's, um, I, I, I don't know. I haven't even started writing it. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, because it sounds like probably a paragraph. Um, well, it feels a little bit more than that. Yeah, okay, two paragraphs. But your underlying question, can you get arrested for telling people how to speed? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a First Amendment issue. You can tell them how to do it. You can write books on how to break, uh, break into banks. Uh, you can write books on how to be a cat burglar all day long. Oh, awesome. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Okay. By the way, can you give me a hint as to how to do it? Just give me one little hint. Oh, uh, well, uh, I really don't want to share my secret over the radio. Huh. Okay. Got so. it. So I'll buy the book. Twenty eight ninety five for a 300-page book of which there's first page. There's your paragraph and then blank. Oh, God, I love that. I don't even, how would you even begin to do it? Okay, I guess. Uh, sure, why not? Peter. Hello, Peter. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Good morning, Bill. Love your show. Yes, you do. Hey, uh, I just recently sold my house in Palm Desert two months ago. After closing escrow, buyer came up with all kind of issues. Now, he waived the uh, uh, inspection. I gave all the time he needed, uh, extended okay. the, uh, the period for closing. But then uh, he threatened to sue me, and he found out the feature pump wasn't working, uh, there was gas leak. Yeah, okay. So, all right. And uh, so what's your question? My question is, well, I decided to uh, fix some of those issues uh, for him. Uh, I paid $1,500. Over the email, she said uh, she won't bother me anymore. All right. Did Did you admit that was wrong and you were going to fix it all? No, no, I didn't admit at all. I mean, I disclosed anything that I knew. Yeah, okay. So what's your what's your question? My question is, uh, do, do they can they come back and get at me with other stuff? Well, yeah, they can sue you all day long, but here's what you did is you paid them and it opened it wide up because if they had the opportunity uh, to inspect and they waived that... And then everything, all contingencies were released. Okay, we're taking the house. You didn't have to do a thing. Okay. And the problem is, by doing a thing, and that's starting to write checks to fix that place, I think it opens it wide up. Yeah, that's what I was concerning about. Yeah, I'd be concerned, too. Uh, so I I did it through the uh, texting, saying that that was... Doesn't matter. That's thing. all. Yeah, that's that texting is... Uh, if, if if people hang on to their texts, that's all considered writing, and uh, you've memorialized it. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. You would think you'd call me or talk to an attorney before that happened. Right? All right, Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Bill. Yes, sir. Oh, you know what? Let me do this. Let me put you on hold, and then okay. we'll come back, okay? Uh, because what I want to do is uh, talk about uh, identity thieves for a moment and how thieves can use your cell phone to spy on you 
there's a malware called Sonic Spy uh, that's been found in over a thousand apps of a mobile, popular mobile operating system. And you can do a lot with this spyware. Uh, record phone calls, hijack phones, cameras, take photos, tracking whereabouts, stealing contents, make phone calls, send text messages, for example, to establish credit, for example, to go into bank accounts. Uh, it's a problem. And so this is all about identity theft. And what LifeLock does, and I'm a big fan because I've been a customer for so many years, what it does is detect a wide range of identity thets, uh, that threats. It monitors and alerts you even when a credit inquiry is made. Boom, you're going to get an alert immediately from LifeLock. And if there is a problem with your identity, if it is compromised, uh, then they work to fix the problem. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor every transaction, every business. But LifeLock uh, will and can uncover threats that you might miss. Go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code HANDLE for 10% off your LifeLock membership. 10% off. Go to LifeLock.com, promo code HANDLE, or call 800-LIFELOCK, say HANDLE, 800 With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. LifeLock and the promo code is HANDLE. This is HANDLE on the law. On the next Dark Secret Place, the War of the Consulates continues. The United States ordering Russia to shut down one of their most valuable espionage assets on Earth, the San Francisco Consulate. Where will the Russian agents go now for their dead drops? The Fairfax Market? The Dark Secret Place. Tonight at 10. KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. KFI AM 640. Bill Handel here. Handle on the law, marginal legal advice. All right. Was that Mike that we're coming back to? Hello, Mike. Hi, Bill. Yes, sir. Uh, I injured myself about a year and a half ago at a major wheel store, and we had a case going. Uh, when I fell or whatever happened, uh, they never called 911. They never uh, called am- ambulance or fire okay. or nothing. I had a, there was a big pile of blood on the floor. There was, uh, 
lot of throw up. I had a very, very bad concussion, which I don't remember how it happened or what happened. After a year and a half, we had a loss of going against the retail store. And then a year and a half, my lawyer tells me we're going to sign off because the reason of that there was a statement on the emergency report. When I went to the emergency room that I was climbing and fell back trying to get a piece of drywall or something. Okay. And because of that, he canceled the case. And he gave me like three-day notice to sign off everything. They, they cannot go after me. I cannot go after them. Okay. So, brain damage. Okay. What, you had brain damage? I have a permanent wow. brain damage. Wow. Okay. So what's your, what's your question, Mike? Can I possibly go back and reopen the case? Sure. Now, you didn't, wait a sec. Did you, did you sign off and say, I have no more rights and I don't, that I waive all my, uh, all my rights? I don't. You know what? I signed. I I may have my 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 lawyer made me sign a paper saying that I cannot go after them. They yeah, then yeah, that's what you did. So your argument is going to be talk to another lawyer. Your arg- argument is going to be you did not know what you were signing because of uh, the brain damage that you have incurred, and because it was uh, you know it's permanent, and uh, he's the one that wanted out of the case, and did not refer you to another doctor or say don't. Uh, don't sign uh, a waiver, which is what he had you do. I think that's out and out malpractice, by the way, for him to say, go ahead, I'm getting out of the case. I don't think it's a good case. By the way, sign this in which you waive liability. That is malpractice. Time to find find another lawyer. How long ago did this happen, Mike? Just give me years or months. About about a month and a half ago. Okay, yeah, it's time to get another lawyer. Get a personal injury lawyer, like right now, okay? Okay, thank you so much. All right, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that. I can understand the lawyer bailing out. I get that. But saying here and give up all of your rights. I I I don't know. I really don't. Uh yeah, I get that. Oh, I'm just trying. You have so many great phone calls. All right, Albert. Hello, Albert. Well, what happened is I decided to buy a car and um I give a check to this person. He drove me uh, to the bank to be sure that I have money in the bank. He parked the car in the red zone next to the ATM. He told me, I'm going to check if you have money on the check. Can you move the car? I did get off the passenger side, and I went to drive the car just to move the car. When I was doing that, as CHP sold me, he pulled me over, <laughs> and he asked me for registration, uh, insurance. I explained the guy that I that, that was it's not my car. I yeah, have okay. insurance, and basically he gave me a citation. Yeah, I had I have to prove that uh, I registered the car after he gave me that. Doesn't matter. It was the you as quote the driver. You were parked in a, in a, a zone, a red zone. What if I if someone borrows my car, uh, who's not a registered owner, uh, and drives with my permission? What you you can you can break the law? No, he parked the car and he. Has I understand. So car. what you're telling the cop is I wasn't in the driver's seat uh, here. What I was is I was a passenger, but I'm in the driver's seat now. I'm in a red zone. What part of that are we having a hard time understanding? Okay, you got it. Yeah, no, you got it. And that's a, a ticket. Uh, you're completely screwed. All right, Phil. Hello, Phil. You're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. I have two questions. I have an older cousin who's 85. I haven't been able to get in touch with her. I saw her last about two weeks ago. 
went over to Farmer's Market, and she was feeling dizzy. We had lunch. I took her home. Uh, and now I can't get a hold of her. I went over there and uh, couldn't get any answer. What do you mean? You know, you went over where? To her house. Okay, and what does that mean? You couldn't get any answer. You, you, well, I you, knocked on the door, and, and there's nothing there. All right. And I've also made several calls. Okay, but, got it. So, uh, what's your question? How do I possibly get a hold of her? I have no idea. Okay, should I contact the sheriff? Or? Yeah, I think I'm sure. You contact the authorities and you say exactly what happened, and they'll break in. Okay, and to- I got a second question. Okay. Um, she doesn't have a will. She was talking about doing it about eight months ago. She's got three nieces in Arizona who are, you know, trying to grab her money. Yeah, how much money does she have, Phil? How much money? How much money does she have? I'd say approximately a million and a half. All right, and you've got who are the closest relatives to her, Phil? Any children? No, no, she has no children. Any, any, any uh, siblings? Three children, and I'm a cousin. Okay, any siblings? No. Okay, so uh, first cousins, right? Well, right. Uh, if that's it, all first cousins have equal access. It's going to be split up among all first cousins. Including the three um, nieces? Yeah, whoever's first cousin, whoever's closest. Actually, nieces are probably closer than cousins. Right. So who's ever the closest gets the money. Okay. So if the nieces are closer, I wouldn't be entitled to That anything. is correct. Okay. Yeah, nice talking to you. Enjoy not having any money. This is Handle on the Law. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti, and I am joined here uh, by uh, Council Member uh, Monica Rodriguez, um, as well as Mayor Carpetian uh, of Glendale, who has joined us, and uh, State Senator Portentino, and our Fire Chief Ralph Terrasas. who will be hearing uh, uh, some details from each one of them. Uh, as you know, this fire, uh, which broke out yesterday, we can now say is the largest fire in the history of L.A. City in terms of its acreage. Uh, but I want to start by thanking the incredible uh, men and women who are out there on the fire line in this blistering heat, who have done a heroic job uh, so far without a single firefighter injury, uh, with no loss of life. Uh, we have one uh, house that we have right now uh, that is, we are fighting with, I believe, uh, five engines on site. Um, in the city of Los Angeles, but other than that, no loss of any property. Uh, That is a pretty amazing thing when you look at a a fire that is now over 5,000 acres. Uh, As we've said last night, about 10% contained, but I do want to emphasize this is not a qualitative term, but it is more than that confined. Contained means when you have a hard line, but we have confined this fire. We just don't have 100% uh, um, 100%, uh, security that it can't jump. It will depend on the weather today. So All of us are hoping that the winds stay calm like they are right now. But let me walk through a few of the things uh, since yesterday. Obviously, we know this fire started along the 210 freeway. Um, Because of some of the rain clouds that we had, uh, a storm cloud burst, some uh, wind, and this jump, this fire jumped within five or ten minutes to over three or four acres and now has exploded into the more than 5,000 acres we see. It's been about 45 years and since we've had a fire in this area. So we've known for a long time, and firefighters have known for a long time, there's a lot of fuel in these mountains. Um, in some ways, burning this off uh, for the next 20 years will help secure this area, uh, but we are watching this extremely closely. And I want to thank our sister agencies, Los Angeles County Fire, um, of course, everybody in Angeles, uh, Forest, and those in the state level, and then Glendale and Burbank, who have just been side-by-side with our Los Angeles City firefighters and doing an amazing job. 
We've had air resources out there today. Right now, we have about four of our helicopters out there. Quebec One and Two, which are the super scoopers, are out there, um, and we have a helitanker that's on contract. We look forward to adding more during the day. And as you know, we can have more in the daytime than we can at night. Though we do have nighttime capacity with our air resources, and we did use those last night. Um, we also have some of the most important assets in this city: the uh, high-voltage DWP lines that come through. Uh, the, the ridge line are critical to delivering uh, power uh, to uh, this city and to this region. And so I want to thank uh, our sister agencies who are able to come up with some fixed wings to make sure that we are able to uh, retire those lines and to make sure that we could get the power continuing to move forward. We also have some communication equipment on the ridge lines as well that we're watching closely. But our first priority, of course, is the people. Uh, I want to thank those people who have evacuated. I want to thank the Los Angeles Police Department and our police agencies and our sister cities as well. Um, as we all know, there is uh, um, along the lines here a couple places that people can go. Uh, I think Councilman Rodriguez will talk about that, both cooling centers and evacuation center on the L.A. city side. Um, but in Sunland, we have our, uh, our evacuations have been uh, taken care of, and we've had the police department helping along with that. I want to say this loud and clear, that folks who leave their homes we have police assets who will stay in the neighborhood. Do not be nervous, and to anybody who would take advantage of a tragedy like this and try to get into those neighborhoods, you will be caught. And we do have police officers that are there, and I want to thank LAPD and our other police agencies for making sure. So rest assured that if you are close to some place, uh, you can evacuate, take the most uh, needed things that you have, get your family someplace safe, but these are still voluntary where we are. Um, we are worried about the fire uh, hooking, of course, to the southeast uh, into Glendale um, and working its way up uh, from there. Uh, Whiting Woods area is a place of thick brush that I'm sure America Arapetian can speak to as well. And that's an area where you have the brush right there with uh, homes that are uh, quite uh, expensive homes. We also have on the other end of the spectrum people who have lived in encampments that are in this area. And, of course, we're going to be putting all our resources to making sure that unhoused Angelinos and others who may have been living in some of these canyons, that we find them, make sure that they are okay, and make sure that they get the help that they can have as well. I want to thank as well uh, the folks that have been managing this from the very beginning. We've had extraordinary leadership here on the ground. Uh, a few more things to say, but let me turn it over uh, first to Councilmember Rodriguez and then have Chief Tarasas give you a rundown where things are as well. So, Councilmember Rodriguez. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I just want to thank all the men and women of our uh, public, all our public safety officers and the L.A. City Fire and the coordinated efforts of all the agencies that have helped to assure the safety and security of the residents of the Northeast San Fernando Valley and Sunland Tahunga in particular. Um, because of the fires, we want to encourage everybody not to uh, unnecessarily be outside because of the quality of air, but we do have cooling centers that are available uh, at our recreation and parks facilities, uh, one which is already serving as a uh, voluntary, um, a voluntary uh, center at uh, Sunland Park. We also have the Lakeview Terrace Recreation Center that is available. I also want to thank uh, those private ranchers as well as uh, for El Orcas Park. We have opportunities for people that may have to evacuate their uh, their horses and animals. So we are taking every precaution and measure possible to assure that all residents and uh, our animals are safe uh, during this situation. But thank you all very much for your coordinated efforts. Chief Rosses. Thank you, Mayor. As the Mayor said in his uh, comments, uh, I think it's an amazing feat to not have lost a life 
Uh, we've had a report of one structure on fire, which we're aggressively attacking, and no reports of firefighter injuries. I attribute that to our excellent partnership with uh, Glendale and Burbank and Pasadena and L.A. County Fire Department and U.S. Fire uh, Service. We are working well together. We know how to do this. We were here about a year ago for the sand fire. It was burning the other direction. Uh, I did return from flying the perimeter of the fire in a helicopter. I got eyes on all parts of the fire. The fire behavior is a slow-burning fire for the most part. It's a backing fire, meaning that it burns down a hill. And at the base of those hills, there's some homes. So we're making sure that our fire engines are deployed so they can protect those homes when the fire gets there. Occasionally, if things will come into alignment where it's burning uphill, it'll find a canyon or a draw, then it'll accelerate up the hill. So we're, we're dealing with that. The biggest factor is the weather and wind. The wind yesterday afternoon has, was very erratic. It switched multiple times. This morning, not so much. So we're constantly evaluating the wind. I encourage the uh, people of this area to continue to monitor the media. Remember the Ready, Set, Go program. Always be ready in the event of a brush fire. Uh, in today's circumstances, be set. Have your car ready to uh, drive away. Have important documents, your pets, all the things that you want to take with you. Have them set. Now, when we pull the trigger and we say go, we want you to go. So that is a critical message for us right now. Ready, set, go. Chief, are you anticipating any other evacuation orders? Is there an area that's immediately at risk? We're constantly evaluating, and it's dependent upon the wind shifts. So at this time, no, but that could change in the next, uh, next minute. Chief, how close are you to actually getting some units up there that can start cutting line and start stopping this fire rather than just, you know, literally reacting defensively to it? We're doing both uh, simultaneously. We do have uh, camp crews on the fire line and, and firefighters from all our departments cutting line. Uh, we are protecting uh, structures in a defensive posture where appropriate. The one structure that is burning, that's an aggressive offensive fire attack, we're going to put that fire out. So all those things are happening simultaneously. Have you got a couple of places along the ridge where you already have a known fire break, 15 to 20 feet wide, and you're going to be keying off of that to extend the, the uh, containment areas? On those circumstances, our priority is people uh, saving people and saving property. Now, if it's going up to the top of the hill and there's really no property up there to save, we're going to let it burn to the top of the ridge. So we're evaluating that at all points on the fire. Can you talk a little bit more about the structure that either is burning or did burn? Where is that? We, we, have, we have no details as of uh, this moment. We're just, we know we're aggressively putting the fire out. But there is a structure that has burned? Yes. It's at Alien and Crest Line uh, in San Antonga area, but uh, over there at Alien Crest Line, near the water tank there. But we've got, as was mentioned, uh, the resources necessary. We think we're going to be able to put that out, and that will be isolated. That is the latest on the fire in Sun Valley. Hearing from officials, including L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti, uh, no loss of life. Uh, one structure is on fire. They are aggressively working on it. Over 5,000 acres are burning in Sun Valley. 10% of it is not contained but confined. The weather will be a major factor on whether or not this fire can possibly spread. The wind gusts have calmed so far. That is excellent. Quality of air is very poor. There are cooling facilities for nearby residents. 
months. They say it is a very slow-burning fire. The priority is saving people and their property. That is the latest. Uh, KFI's Andrew Mullenbeck is on the scene, and we will have more reports uh, during KFI News. I am Julie Slater. Hey, it's Neil Saavedra. When I was young, all I wanted to be was a mortgage broker. Isn't that right, Mom? That's right, honey. But destiny had another plan. When you were three, I bought you a calculator and a new pencil. But I caught you eating the eraser. And that's when we all knew I would one day host a radio show all about food. Lose the hat, son. It makes you look douchey. Thanks, Mom. The Fork Report with Neil Saavedra. Today at 2, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Yeah, I grew up in a West Coast town back before the chase the work class out. You know we don't go around where I grew up in a West Coast Welcome back to uh, KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel. This is Handel on the Law. Uh, Maureen. Hello, Maureen. Welcome. Oh, love you, Bill. Yes, you do. What can I do for you? Hi. My mother is 93 and she's in a nursing home, but she does own some property up in Desert Hot Springs. It's a motor, mobile home on a, she does own the land that it's on. Now, her, it's on, in her name and my sister's name. Now, we did make a will on LegalZoom, and um, everything belongs will belong to my sister and I. Now, will that motorhome go into probate? Okay, hold on. Is it is title held in joint tenancy? I believe so. That's critical. Uh, actually, a mobile home is uh, it's not even a property, so it depends on... Uh, whether your sister is going to get it. So let's say it's one or the other and both. If it goes into your sister's name automatically, uh, if uh, your uh, mom just dies, your sister owns it. It doesn't go into probate. Uh, If it goes into probate, I don't know how half of it goes into probate, but the bottom line is I I don't think so. If your sister's name is on the property, then uh, on the mobile home, then you don't even worry about it. Then your sister, by the way, your sister owns it, Maureen. It's not, it's not as if you have any part of it because your name isn't anywhere near that. Oh, I know that. Yeah, so your sister, you get to talk to your sister. And yeah, I assume you're going to sell it or she's going to move in or whatever the hell is going to happen. We're going to sell it, yeah. You're going to sell it and your sister, I'm assuming, will split the money with you because you, the two of you like each other? Yes, we do. Okay, well, how much? <laughs> uh, well, what do you think that's worth, the property and uh, the mobile home itself when it sells? Um, I'm saying 80 tops. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's not enough for your sister to hate you. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. No yeah. Big I, I got it. I wouldn't screw my brother for eighty thousand dollars. Now, a hundred and eighty thousand dollars were already, I think, passed. Uh, we're into critical mass already. All right, Marshall. Hello, Marshall. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, hey, Bill. Hey, about uh, eleven years ago, my mother-in-law sold her house and took a majority of the money and put it down on a down payment on a new house, which she moved in with me and my wife and her. And all three of us are on the deed, and the mortgage was in her name. But me and my wife paid the mortgage every month. Now, my mother-in-law passed away about five months ago, and our credit's not that great. We've been trying to get it fixed up, but my wife's just afraid that once we tell the bank that she's passed away and that the mortgage you know, was in her name, that they're going to either say we have to give up the house. Oh, no, they may call, Marshall, they may call the loan. Because there's no longer anybody who has good credit to pay for it. Okay. <clears throat> However, if you keep on paying for it, they don't care. So you've got a couple of choices here. You can leave it in her name, 
uh, or it's well. Here's the bottom line: it's in your name, right? The property. It's, yeah. It's in my, uh, who owns Who owns title? Who owns title of the house? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Three of our names are on the title. Okay, so you have to look at the paperwork uh, that says, uh, you know, if one of you die, but it's probably, you know, you have to inform the bank. I think if you don't inform the bank, I mean, I'm sure you're in violation of your agreement, but I don't think they're ever going to deal with it if you keep on paying. Yeah, we've always, I mean, we've always. Yeah, then, you, you know, what I would do is leave it alone. Okay. All right, but you're, but keep in mind, you may very well be in violation of uh, the agreement that you have with the bank. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, uh, what are they interested in? Calling the loan? You can't refi it, and then they own a house now as opposed to getting the money every month? Hello, Gail. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Oh, hi. Hi, Gail. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I, I'm a homeowner of over 20 years in a condo. Uh, I have a car. I have a signed parking space. Uh, um, I lived with my sister my whole life, and uh, she passed away. Her car's there, and it's inoperable. Uh, I got a. Uh, it's been uh, like that for five uh, over five and a half years. Uh, I got a notice that I have to move the car and or get tags in it, uh, or else I'll be fined. I'd like to know what recourse I have. Move the car. That's your recourse. Okay. Read the CCNRs of your condo agreement. I guarantee you it says you cannot leave an inoperable car anywhere on there. Now, if you own the parking space, if that's part of it, then your argument is going to be, wait a second, I can I can keep my dead car in that parking space. Okay. And you have to leave the CCNRs. If it's silent on that, then you say, too bad. But in the meantime, why do you want to, you know, it, it's worth something for scrap. Why don't you just call up and get it out of there? Um, it's sentimental value, Bill. Um, All right. So you, want a, so you want a dead car, sentimental value. And that's to remember your dead sister? In a way, yes, it is. I'm going to try and get the car um, fixed. I need the battery and it needs to be tagged. All right. Big deal. If it only needs a battery. What are, you, are you driving something now, Gail? Oh, yes. 
All right, and you, and, and you just want to keep the car. Now, do you? where do you park the car that you now have? Uh, in back of her car. Oh, and you're allowed to do that. Well, then the argument is, is this is my parking space. Why are Why are you tagging me? Let's go. Let me go back. I thought there was something in the CCNRs about you parking it, but even if there is, uh, it's it's not reasonable for you to say the car has to be operating. I mean, you are paying for uh, a condo that gives you two parking spaces. You're in tandem, and uh, yes. you know where does it say that I have one has to be operating? Um, all of a sudden, they, they changed the C- – I don't have the copy of the CCNRs. I've been there over 20 years. They they uh, changed the CC- CCNRs at will. This is just the, – there's a new management company, and this is just a ploy to get, um, uh, to get fines. The first fine is $100. All right, so, is- all right, so you have, to go to, you have to go in front of the board, obviously, and I assume the board had to okay it. And if it's that difficult, I mean, Gail, if they make it that miserable for you, you can either fight it, and you may or may not win, or, you know, sell the car or put it in a storage unit or do something with it, uh, or drive it around. I well, mean, make it make it, a, make it drivable. Why don't you? Well, you said, it, oh, but you said it only needs a battery and has to be tagged. I need um, I need uh, the battery. Um, I need a re- battery replaced, and I need the car tagged. That's and, what you, you just know, said. That's what you just said. So those are your two choices. You can fight it, and probably you'll win, you'll win, or you fix it and park it or put it in storage. And, uh, you know, what can I tell you? I mean, they're, that's what happens with uh, uh, you have a homeowner associations and you have management companies and they want to increase revenue, and uh, it, it's a mess. And the problem is fighting it is you're fighting yourself, actually. Because not only do you have to get an attorney – you have, the homeowner association is going to hire an attorney to defend. It's uh, it's a mess. It always is. This is handle on the law. Julie Slater in the KFI newsroom. We see more stimulating talk in your future. That future starts now. KFI, an iHeart Radio station. This is KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. We'll handle here. Welcome back. And welcome back to Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Uh, Stevie, hello, Stevie. Hey, okay. Uh, if you're on, yeah, if you're on a, if you're on a uh, what do you call it, phone, speaker phone, get off. Okay. All right, I'm off. Okay. okay. So, this is the bottom line. I, I, I'm going to discontinue my insurance uh, with Kaiser, okay? And what I wanted to find out, let's say my own insurance is just me working out, riding my bicycle, staying healthy. Is the federal government going to say, when I do my taxes, are they going to impose a penalty on me? Sure. Because under Obamacare, you have to have insurance. And if you don't, uh, there is a penalty. Why would you give up your uh, health insurance, particularly Kaiser? I'm a member of Kaiser. Why would you do that, Stevie? Okay, so so really, what I'm well, the reason I'm going to do it is because <clears throat> I hate Kaiser. So go to another. So buy a PPO. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I don't understand why. You know, the first step is why would you give up health insurance? Because anybody who can afford it is out of his mind not to have it. And second of all, yes, the, the, at this point, it is the law that you must either have an insurance plan or you pay a penalty. It's okay. that simple. Okay, it's that simple. And I heard the penalty is based on your income. I have no idea. 
Okay, you have no idea. Yeah, but, I'm assuming it's uh, now it's 200 or 500, then it goes up to uh, you know 2,000. I have no idea if uh, you can have the penalty subsidized. That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Uh, I mean, because they do subsidize your insurance if you don't have the money, but do they subsidize the penalty if you don't have the money? That probably not. Okay. Yeah. So so. Um, Right now, though, it's in legislation. No, it's so, not in legislation. There's nothing in legislation. But the Republicans are trying to appeal Obama. Yeah, no, they're try- yeah, but they have passed a law. And there's not even been a law that's introduced right now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So this could take, this minutiae could take years. Uh, I don't know if it's going to take years, but, uh, and I mean, they've ever passed. But get yourself insurance, you know, please. All right. Uh, Tony. Hello, Tony. Yeah. Uh, Bill, I'm a retired policeman. And I have a security-type job along with other retired policemen and still active-duty policemen. Uh, I've been there for about five years, but for the last three months, the boss has been sending other supervisors by to take our pictures. Every time a supervisor comes by, he takes our pictures. All right. And I keep asking them, why are you doing this? And they said, because that's the way the boss wants it. Now, the boss is a rich guy. He's got many different type of new cars. And I'm wondering, if I just refuse to have my picture taken anymore, I guess I probably will get fired. We don't belong to a union. Probably, yeah. If I get fired, uh, could I go go back on him on the basis that this is some type of harassment? It's not. He's taking a picture of you. He can take a picture of you. Every single day? Yeah. Yeah. What if he says, I want you to wear a blue shirt tomorrow and then a purple shirt the next day and then uh, a green shirt the next day? Oh, that's ridiculous. I can't do that. Yeah, he can take a picture of you all day long if he wants. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes. So quit or refuse to have your picture taken, and then you get fired. It's not that complicated. And I don't even know what intrusion that is, having your picture taken, because you can bet you're videoed every second of, uh, of the, the, every second that you're there. Uh, hey, Joanne, you're up. Welcome. Thank you, Bill. Yes, ma'am. Um, I've had a problem with uh, having a death certificate signed. My brother passed away on the 29th of April, and it just got signed yesterday. There was absolutely no reason uh, for investigation of cause of death. He passed away after surgery. Due, uh, he passed away from a heart attack after surgery. Okay. Did they do? Did they do an autopsy? No, they did not. Okay, got it. They released the body uh, to the uh, mortuary the day after he, uh, two days after he passed away. Got it. But, Okay. All right. So, uh, so tell me about the, the death certificate. It wasn't signed. No one, no, no one would sign the death certificate. The doctor, uh, supposedly on duty, it's through an insurance company. It's an HMO, and the uh, doctor on call is uh, through the HMO. And she felt that she hadn't seen my brother, so she wasn't signing it. All right. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, no harm, no foul, but uh, you have to go to the hospital and say, hey, I need a death certificate signed so I can go ahead and deal with my brother, his estate. This is crazy. And well, uh, they, could, they couldn't cremate him. Well, that's the whole point. I know, without a death certificate, although it's kind of hard to look at him and see he's not dead, uh, but they, I'm assuming they need a death certificate. So is there still no death certificate? It was signed yesterday. Okay. Uh, since I started making phone calls. All right, and that's, okay, fair enough. So uh, how long was your brother on ice? How long was he parked there at the mortuary before the cremation? From the 29th. All right, hold on. Give me, how, give me the dates. Days. Give me the date. 29th of April. Okay, how many days? 19. 19 days. Uh, were you charged for storage? 
that's up in the air right now. Okay, if you weren't charged for storage, then uh, there's really no harm, no foul. I mean, there really is. I mean, you can argue emotional damage that he was sitting there. I wanted to cremate him, and he I couldn't for 19 days because of uh, whatever screw-up there is. I mean, obviously, they screwed up, jo- uh, Joanne. I mean, they should have signed the death certificate, and I don't know whatever the problem is. But uh, there's there's really no damage there other than uh, you can argue emotional damage, but then you have to go to a shrink, and uh, the shrink is going to literally have to say, uh, here's what happened. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And, uh, Joanne is totally devastated by her brother sitting in the mortuary for 19 days and her life will never be the same again. And 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 when the uh, insurance company for the hospital or the doctor tells you to go pound sand, you're in front of a jury and telling a jury how screwed up your life is because your brother was parked at a mortuary for 19 days. But I thought there was a law that it had to be signed with them either. I have no idea. And if that's true, okay, even if there is a law, that doesn't mean that you have a case and you have the doctor who should have signed it and maybe there's some kind of a sanction against him. But even if there is a law, that doesn't affect you except for your potential injury. And then we go back to how have you been injured? I see. Yeah, your brother has been sitting there. I'm assuming he was in a refrigerator or something, right, Joanne? Let's hope so. Oh, is he? St- he's still there. No, he's uh, he's at the mortuary, so I'm sure that he's in our. I mean, have you? Have I mean, have you gone to visit in the last 19 days? Uh, I've been to the uh, mortuary, but I haven't seen him now. Okay, so you. Have, uh, I'm assuming they put him in the refrigerator. I'm I'm sure that they have. Yeah. Okay. All right, Joanne. Anyway, I mean, a messy situation. No, it is. Are. It is. No, I get it. It is. But uh, in the end, there's no uh, there's no harm, no foul. Now, here's the question. I have because whenever, for example, uh, you put food in the microwave and you ha- and when it's cold, you have to add uh, a minute or two to bring it back to temperature. I wonder what happens to the crematorium when they take someone right out of the refrigerator. Do they have to uh, put the flame on either a little higher or for a longer period of time? Hmm. Let me think that one through. This is Handle on the Law. Julie Slater in the KFI Newsroom. What's the latest? We're getting close. Something's coming, something good. It's the iPhone announcement. Any day now, <laughs> Apple's going to announce the next generation iPhone. This is a big one because it's the 10th anniversary iPhone. I'm going to round up all the rumors, tell you everything you can expect, and we'll see how accurate I was when they actually make the announcement. This week and every week, we talk tech, and I help you with your tech problems on the Tech Guy Show. Join me, won't you? Leo Laporte. This morning at 11. KFI AM 640. stimulating talk. Ain't no one like me. I'm a legend. Ain't no one like me. Oh. 
morning. This is Handle on the Law. Hello, Pam. Yes. Yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? Um, yes, I was a part, had a partnership with a business that uh, we had for nine years. We closed it down two years ago, and uh, we, I had originally filed bankruptcy, personal bankruptcy, a few years before, so I was unable to file on the business. But my partner filed bankruptcy on the business and herself. Can they still come back after me? Uh, well, what kind of bit? First of all, let's talk about the business. Was it a, an LLC or a corporation? No, it was just a partnership. Uh, and yes, they can come after you uh, as uh, one of the partners. And since you've already filed for bankruptcy, you can't you cannot go bankrupt on it. Has it been? Uh, I think what seven years since you filed for bankruptcy? Uh, no, it it hasn't quite been seven years. All right. Well, yet. theoretically, they could go, but once that seven years is over, you can refile. I mean, you're never going to have uh, any credit again, Pam. That's a given. But you can uh, refile, and you can refile at any time. So oh, it doesn't okay. matter if they're suing you. It doesn't matter if they have a judgment. It doesn't matter any pro- anywhere in the process, uh, the legal process. Uh, you can stop it cold. Once you file for personal bankruptcy, it's over for anything that uh, you would be responsible for. What kind of business, okay. by the way, are we talking about, Pam? Um, it was uh, it was like a UPS type PO boxes Western Union that type of thing. Hmm. And why did it go under? Not enough. There weren't enough too customers. Many, uh, too or... many robberies. I got robbed too many times, and my insurance cut me off, and uh, I had to close it down after nine years. You got robbed. What kind of neighborhood were you in that was so crazy? It was terrible, Moreno Valley. Uh. Wow. Yeah, it got, it got really bad after nine years, so we just had to shut it down. But I was under the impression that since my, my partner filed on the business, that that would have taken care of it. No, because you have a partnership, and uh, what happens is, uh, you know, I don't even know if a partnership can file bankruptcy because everybody's in, you're individually responsible for it. Right. So, right. effectively, it's, uh, it's the two of you. And I don't even think it's a business. It's a straight partnership where you're just personally liable. Why wouldn't right. you do? Why wouldn't you do an LLC or a corporation? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I do. I do. Yeah, <laughs> oh, she said it. You know, I'm a dumbass, so I didn't have to say it. Although I'm going to repeat it. Dorsey, hi, Dorsey. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, but a long time ago, me, and my girlfriend, and her mother, we bought a house, and, I, and we all signed. And this has been a, a way past the statute of limitations. Well, when. I was going to wait till my daughter turned 18 because we had broke up, and I was going to wait till she turned 18. I was going to go down and uh, make them sell the house. When I went down and to the courthouse, my name wasn't even on the house. So I was wondering, is there uh, any kind of way I could find out that I did sign on that house? Well, okay. it's uh, I don't quite understand that you signed on the house. When you took uh, ownership of that house, how did you get the house? No, we all went in together, the three of us. We all put money down on Okay, the and then uh, I'm assuming then you all went on the loan? Uh, no, we didn't get a loan together. We just put money down. Oh, so I, you I just bought, you outright, bought, you, outright, you outright just bought a house, everybody putting in X number of dollars. There was no mortgage on it, right? You know, yeah, they didn't refinance the house, and, but um, I do remember signing, and I put it like maybe, it was on the house. They didn't refinance, I only put like maybe $700. You put $700 down on the house? Yeah. How do you own a house with $700 down? No, no, no. That was, that was just part of the down payment. How much was the entire down payment? 
Uh, now that I don't remember, but they didn't refinance the house. I think it was only like twenty nine thousand doing that. That was like in seventy five, man. All right, uh, Dorsey, and your name is no longer on the deed. No. Yeah. Well, okay. Congratulations. Yeah, you'll never get your name on that deed. Nineteen seventy five, seven hundred dollars down on a house. If you can find me a house that seven hundred dollars down, he made zero cents. I mean zero. Uh, hello, Owen. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Thank you. Um, it's Colin. I got a uh, property issue. Um, I bought a house a couple years ago. Um, I uncovered um, a retaining wall that was being covered by a hedge, and um, I'm pretty sure there's an easement running into it that has a drainage canal that kicks off basically my house. Half, I got a flat surface, and then I have a two-to-one slope that drops about 150 feet into an arroyo, and there's a uh, drainage canal that runs from the top of my property where I think there's an easement all the way down. Well, do you know, wait a second, do you know if there's an easement or not? I gotta, I gotta look into it, but it's weird because where the wall is and then it hits like basically where the upper edge of my property is and the fence kicks 45 degrees over towards the center of my property line. And from right there starts this concrete washout that runs all the way down the hill all right probably um, is so i mean even if it's not an easement uh you know someone it's a it's a constructive easement so uh whether it, it's it recorded been or not. there for a while yeah and so it the it's cracked you're telling me that well, the that wall or that uh culvert sort of thing is cracked well about about 20 feet back from the edge of the wall you know on the hillside uh, going back towards the house um, you can see the brick is separating where, where it's now starting to lean going down the hill. Okay. So I'd say at the top of the wall, there's about an, about an inch All right. separation. All right, and that's on your property, right? Yes. Okay, and you don't know uh, who owns that? I got to look into it. Yeah, you do. You have to find your uh, – uh, yeah. Colin, let me ask you, why are you calling me if you haven't looked into it? Because the first thing well, I'm going to say is you have to pull the deed and find out who has the easement. Because that's not my only issue. My main, my main, my my main issue beyond that, which is, um, there's a major roadway that runs about 400 yards away from my home, and there is an earthen bridge that they made that goes across this arroyo that my house backs up to, and when heavy trucks go across it, I can feel it shake my house. And was it there when you bought the house? Oh, yeah, that road's been there for 30, 40 years. And what would you like them to do about it, since that was there probably well, before the house was even built? Uh, maybe, but my question is, 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 is that movement on that public roadway, could that, if I can prove that that's destabilizing my hill, do oh, I have yeah. a case against the city? Uh, uh, yeah, but that's a tough one. You're going to be spending a lot of money on, uh, on engineers on this one. Right. Oh, yeah. I, when I, I recently retiled my living room. All right, no, I get it, but you're going to spend a lot of money on engineers. Well, I'm finding slab cracks. And I get it. No, I get, I get it. All right, so I've answered the question. Yes, I think you can. Have, you have a shot at it going after the city. <coughs> I think we'll edit that. Don't you think so? Uh Wow. Handle here. This is Handle on the Law. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.